weird hippie thing going on, okay? So that makes me weird on a on the front level. Like right. The headline is only slightly odd, but I seem okay. Standard Especially stuff here in Washington, yeah, it's like yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but then when you start peeling back the layers of the onion, there's like ocean passion. Oh, that's true. Only on. But I I'll deal with that. I don't like I normally don't like onions really much, but you're a pretty cool onion, so I think we'll rock with that. Okay. All right, let me get this back. Okay. One two one two. Yep. Here we go. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, da 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 da. I still haven't figured out how to intro this yet, so it, it's different every time, and I feel so silly trying to come up with it, but I just let it go how it goes. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you are tuning in to Panther Politics. I am your host, Seven the Panther, a.k.a. Young Bunchy Carter, a.k.a. a lot of other stuff you probably shouldn't call me to my face. All right, so today we have taken a jump from the music side. Uh, almost everything, with the exception of my interview with Atlas uh, and my upcoming interview with uh, Nike Unorthodox, which should be airing in the next couple of days, has been pretty focused on music, and um, I know I said I wanted this podcast to be a voice for independent artists, but at the same time, uh, it's called Panther Politics for a reason, and Courtney is here on the politics side, even though she likes music too, mm-hmm. you know, so Courtney, if you don't mind, you know, give them an introduction, let them know who you are, what you do, who you work with, um, you know, all that good stuff, and then we'll get to the good, to the good okay. stuff. <laughs> uh, my name is Courtney Love. And, uh, oddly, uh, on Facebook, it's Anderson Love. But uh, I am the vice chair of the Our Revolution Washington Bernie Kratz Coalition, and I'm chair of Our Revolution Pierce County, and I'm a member of the Tacoma DSA group, Democratic Socialists of America, and I am recently elected co-chair of the Electoral Working Group in that uh, organization. Um, I'm on the board of Whole Washington, which is a single-payer health care um, or, uh, goal for Washington State. And then, uh, let's see. Jeez. I'm, I'm, the pr- I'm a precinct committee officer, PCO, in the Democratic Party uh, for Precinct 606. In other words, you're a busy woman. Yeah, I try to make these meetings meet at the same time as often as possible. I know that's right. Hey, look. You in this one, and I am too. Let's put all of this together right yes. here. Yeah. Well, that's part of my goal. Like, the first organization I mentioned was Our Revolution, Washington Bernie Kratz Coalition. Right. So it's really important to me. That's one of our main goals is to work together. We really don't care about um, your group name or how you identify. Right. Uh, what we care about is do we have the same goals? Are okay. we going to work on this together? And okay. um, so if you're a Green Party or a Lincoln Republican or uh, an independent, like, we're, we're not uh, worried so, so much about how you identify, right. but um, like, are we going to work on the same issues together? Do you want a living wage? Do you want health care for everyone? Do you want um, criminal justice reform? What's important to you? And let's work on that together. Okay. Okay. So I know that, that the name of that, uh, to people who are unaware that that name probably sounds weird. Um, uh, I know for a fact. Now, when I moved up here, I noticed that the uh, support for Bernie Sanders was really big in Washington. Um, and where did you come from? North Carolina. Oh, okay. So, in North Carolina, it was there. Uh, there was there was definitely pockets of it, but um, there's there's generally, especially in the southeast, there's generally like clear lines drawn. 
uh, it's usually either Republican or Democrat. And if you're a Republican or Democrat, that is way outside the general confines of the party. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're like, oh, he's crazy. Oh, she's nuts. Oh, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I understand what I see here mm-hmm. because I realize that the politics is different here. Um, mainly because, I mean, the whole vibe is different. I'm starting to think it may be because the weed is legal. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think that may have something to do with it. Everybody's just kind of like, hey. Yeah. You know? But, so, I mean, what got you involved in politics? Like, what, what, what made you decide that, okay, you know. Oh, let's go back. Let me dive in. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what made you want to do that? Um, I was born a nerd. <laughs> Tragic, but true. Born a nerd? Yes. Lucky okay, me, okay. nerds are cool now. Now you got fake nerds called hipsters. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So, um, I don't like being misidentified as a hipster. I am an authentic nerd. Thank you. But I was in student government. Okay. Um, in middle school and high school. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I was interested in going to, into poli-sci, political science. In, uh, I went to... To uh, Pierce College and took some classes there and I really enjoyed it. But then, um, politics was just so dirty. <laughs> yes, it is. So I was like, no. And so I switched to anthropology. Oh, wow. Before I couldn't afford to continue. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't, yeah. I didn't finish it. any of it. Um, but uh, so anth- I would rather dig bones out of the dirt. Then that's less they dirty go than into politics. politics. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then I ended up selling weed for a little while, and that was less dirty than politics. <laughs> oh yeah, that's you know that's a, and I'm glad you said that because there is a, you know, of course they're making the push to try to legalize nationally, um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of states that are you know falling in the line, mm-hmm. so that's good. Um, it sounds like your introduction to politics kind of uh, helped formulate your opinion of what <laughs> exactly <laughs> what was going on in the country. So, I mean, okay, so you went through middle school, high school, did the student government thing, went to college for poli-sci, didn't work out. Okay, boom. So, let's do this Okay, so then big gap. I was a perpetual voter. I never not voted. Right. And if I felt like I wasn't, up, like, keeping up on a local issue, I'd call a friend who I knew was up on it and be like, hey, update me, what's up? Ah. You know, an aligned friend. So you I make an informed, informed vote when you make it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but, well, like, more people should do that. Yeah. And I want to hold like community groups where it's like, um, bring your friends who agree with you and then we'll go over the ballot and I won't tell people how to vote, but I'll, I'll break it down. What's on your ballot. Exactly. You know, so that you can make an informed decision. These are the candidates who align with what you say, with what you say you yeah, want. We'll go yeah. over the voters pamphlet, the pros and cons. Each, when you get a voters pamphlet and, and then you get your ballot separately, but when you open up that voter's pamphlet, it has pros and cons on each one. They're very poorly written oftentimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I would like to have more community discussion. That's okay. exciting to me. That does sound like a good yeah. idea. But, right. it, but Have I you considered running yourself? I consider it all the time. You consider it? Okay. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It makes I sense. rage. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. If you're not going to do the job right, I will do it. Get out of my way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so just like in science class, don't mess up the the group project, jerk. You know, that, I, that's why I hate doing group projects. Yeah. Like, you know, it's weird because I I I I, uh, I thought someone uh, asked me, like me and my brother, I, I rap, he raps. So we decided to do an album together as a group, and we said we were gonna do three. 
We only did one. And it was just kind of like, why didn't you do the other two? And we're kind of like, well, I mean, it might still happen, but we're both so individual. Like, it's just hard for us to operate as part of a group because if I say, let's have a song done by Friday, and then you don't have your part ready Friday, I'm going to be upset. And rather than be upset because you're not ready, I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know? So and I think politics a lot of times goes the same way, or it should. Well, um, yeah, should I, I would like to be, be a benign dictator. It's something one of my gardening friends says. He, wants, he has a commune, basically. Um, okay. And... So it's his property. He legally owns it, but like he doesn't want to be like um, bossed with the thumb on everything. He wants community to make the decisions, but he's also been in community where um, like things didn't get done because everybody couldn't all agree. Like consensus, like with everybody agreeing, like that's really hard, and that will keep things from ever happening. So he's like, I don't want to see that happen, but I also don't want to just be like, this is what's going to happen. So he's like, I'll be the benign dictator. And so it's like, everybody, you get together, decide what to do, go do it. Right? If you guys can't agree on something, come talk to me. It's my property. I'll just be like, okay, yeah, no, I think this one's the better idea. Go. It so, makes sense, yeah. Right? But, yeah, but that's kind of like your elected president to say, <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do, yeah. Uh, right? Because we don't live in a consensus society. We do live in a democracy. And so they're um, deciding... The deciders funnel upward, right? The decision makers are elected. I have a, I don't know. I always take, <laughs> I always take exception when people say we live in a democracy. I mean, I, I, we live in what's supposed to be a democracy, yeah. but even you know, even though it's run very differently than that, but um, there are aspects of it. Like you can see where the democracy could be effective if it were allowed to, yeah. to operate the way it's supposed to. Oh my goodness! You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, well. Uh, Republicans and libertarians will be the first ones to shout, we don't live in a democracy, we, we live in a democratic republic. We are in a republic. So I do want to use the, uh, and part of what I, I like to go and do a community discussion like this, because it, it expands the, the language use. And, you know, um, I feel like the people who talk about this all the time forget other people are, like, this is new to a lot of people. Yes. And it keeps, it ke- it's a gatekeeping um, oh yeah, absolutely. Thing, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so if I, if I, uh, jargon it up, make make me backtrack and explain myself. Right. Like, don't let that pass with me. Okay. Uh, I try to be aware of it. Um, but uh, so, uh, and then here's an interesting thing. I want everybody to know about Article the First. Okay. Um. So right after our, our Constitution was written, um, we had the. Mm-hmm. We had the amendments proposed, like right. the bill, uh, the ten, right? And um, but that list was originally twelve. Each one of those amendments had to be um, ratified by the existing thirteen states. Okay. So uh, ratify, you know, approve. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. So um, and the. Uh, first two and people will tell you oh the first amendment is the most important because it's first and there is some ranking <laughs> and there, there is some impact on like where it was these are the, it is kind of the most important but the thing is on this list of 12 it was number three the other two that we don't we don't hear about in the uh the now my vocabulary is gone but the first 10 amendments um 
they you know, like the Bill of Rights. Yeah, the Bill of Rights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to be voice. wrong. Um, so uh, I was like uh, thinking of um, the commandments. <laughs> I wanted to oh, put ten, wow. the Ten Commandments. The I wanted to say the Ten Amendments, and so, like that's how they, important they are to me. Uh, that's the level of my nerddom. It has become my religious text now. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> but um, but so but. And the, when it was first proposed, this, these 12, the first 12, right. they were called articles. Right. So it's article Absolutely. first, second, third, all the way to 12. And then so number three through 12 were approved and became amendments. And then the next, the second article became the 11th amendment. And we still don't have that first one. But it did, there is proof that it got ratified. Right. And so it, there is a court case in the Supreme Court, going to the Supreme Court, in hopes of enacting Article the First okay. as our 28th or 29th. Uh, we have 27 amendments right now, but um, there's something called uh, the Anti-Corruption, the American Anti-Corruption Act that's being billed as, let's pass the 28th Amendment, So whichever is next, right? Okay. But so, but so I hope that one comes and is the 28th, and I hope Article the First becomes the 29th. But um, it is about representation and it was first because it was the most important and I want people to be excited about this I get goosebumps oh my gosh I because right now our United States representative and right now we're sitting in the sixth congressional district of Washington right. and we are represented by Derek Kilmer who goes to Washington DC and he votes poorly for us and he's a Democrat and he's leading from the center and he's leading the new wave of Democrats they're all centrist corporatist money whores Boot lickers. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, I get a little passionate and I have a little caffeine, a little weed. I'm good. Um, <laughs> so, caffeine. <laughs> it's like the legal um, speedball. No doubt. Um, caffeine. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, but right now, Derek Kilmer represents maybe a 750,000 people. Do you feel like you can call him and he can hear your story and he can address your needs? I didn't even know his name until just now. Like the only the only politicians I know locally are the ones who are still trying to get into like um. As a matter of fact, you're partially responsible for me even knowing them. So like, <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I mean, I met, I met Gigi through oh. uh, through Helen Kane, yeah. but then um, what's her name? Red Miss Smith. Oh, Sarah Smith. Sarah Smith, yeah, Sarah. Mm -hmm. She's super cool too. I like Sarah. She's uh, I don't, I don't know how. I'm, I haven't really been keeping track. Right, she didn't of make how it things through. are going. She didn't. No, she didn't. Oh, that sucks. Okay. She did a good showing though. That's what, that's the important thing. I mean, like a lot of times, I mean, winning is cool, but I mean, at the well, end of the day, you wanna. Um, it's, it it kind of reminds me of when Bobby Seale from the Black Panther Party ran for mayor in Oakland, like back in the sixties, um, or the seventies actually. He he didn't win. But he did come in second. He thought he forced a runoff with the incumbent, and even though he didn't win, what it did was it made the people aware that hey, we do have power. Like Bobby almost won. Like if more people, the ones who were like ah nah nah nah, if they had just jumped on board and rolled with us, he would have won. Like yeah. you know, so you have to you have to sometimes remind people that they have that they actually have power. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel like they're walking around out here existing in a society where they, the only power they have is to exist and work within 
what's put in front of them. Right. As Absolutely. To, yeah, yeah. As opposed to actually being able to fight it. Now, one of the things that what that were that was talked about on the day that I met you was the uh, the, the healthcare thing. Yeah. Medicare, for, uh, Medicare for everyone. Yes. And that is something that I find it. I've always found it troubling that Canada can offer universal healthcare and we can't. I've always found that troubling. I mm-hmm. find it troubling that a country as poor as Cuba can offer universal health care and we can't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm uh, talking to you well, loose on that one. Don't ger- you think? Well, jerks, <laughs> jerks will say Canada has a smaller population, and I'm like, proportionately, like... Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, th- there are fewer people, but at the same time, it's like, um, they don't... They don't have the benefits of our population and only the responsibility of their population, right? So, like... Um, they're generating their own system at their level. It's a proportionate system. Like, right. they, so that's, an, that's, an, that's a poor argument against this. And then Cuba, people will say, oh, Russia was funding them. And I'm like, well, probably, maybe. So, um, but, <laughs> but um, those aren't arguments. And then most of Europe, if not all of Europe, has single-payer health care. Um, Scandinavia, large swaths of uh, Asia. Oh, yes. I'm like, just... We are very alone in the world in not having a single payer healthcare system, and it is distressing. Thirty thousand people die each year because they don't have uh, healthcare. Jesus. They would live if they did. I mean, I understand death is a part of the cycle of life, but if it's it's preventable, especially if it's. Something I, I've seen people die from minor things that didn't yeah. have to, you know what I'm saying? I've seen people go through uh, situations where things went undiagnosed, yes, uh, when it could have easily been detected. Or, um, I now mind you, I am uh, uh, the, probably the biggest anti police person you'll ever find in the world, but like yes. it's strange because most of my favorite TV shows involve the police. Yeah, like I love NCIS and um and like Criminal Minds, but I want I at at a point I wanted to be a profiler. That was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went to school and studied psychology. Well, that's Maybe. like that's yeah. like wanting to hunt serial killers versus um little kids with you know joy. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hunt serial killers. Yeah, so like um, but like the thing for me has always been as I as I watch these shows and watch how how things happen and the. the there's been multiple times where there's a medical examiner examining the body, and they say, "Man, it's crazy that he got murdered. He was gonna die anyway in six months, you know." And I'm like, "Wow, how many other people are walking around here with something that's going to totally take them out of this world, and, and it can happen at a drop of a dime, and they have no idea that it's happening?" My brother died on March fifteenth. Of this year? Yeah. Jeez, Louise. I'm sorry. Thank you. He was thirty years old. And. Uh, he was found on the sidewalk outside his apartment. And the uh, coroner said that it was heart disease that he'd had since he was a child. And I'm pretty sure he's been to the doctor since he's been a child. Not really. Not really? No. He did have a... He's, um, he was developmentally delayed, uh, but not... Uh, still had the capacity to self-care, but had a, a very strong aversion, like phobic aversion, to um, healthcare facilities and providers. Oh. He didn't like it when the healthcare providers in our family would keep their scrubs on. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't stay in the same room with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I want to build a system that would even take care of my brother. Yeah. So someone who doesn't that. come in scrubs to him once a year 
for an annual like blood pressure. Blood pressure, you good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta Just, have it. Yeah. Um, because there are systems that provide in-home care. Right. At that, you know, for standard general care. In France and in other countries, you can call and be like, you know, I'm not feeling well. Um, and certain symptoms will get someone to come to your house to keep you from having to travel to the emergency room. And then they do basic check and evaluation, often have a highly likely um, solution, like the solution, things that are likely to be the solution. And so then you don't have to, go, nobody has to go anywhere. It's only if it, this is worse than we thought or it's not what we thought. And so, right. But a lot, a lot of things can be like, oh, it sounds very much like this. Let's come and make sure. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, that's. That troubles me deeply. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I. Me personally. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've already heard the stereotype. Oh, black people don't go to the doctor. <laughs> um, well, maybe because they don't have health care. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if we could, you probably would. But uh, now th there's also the, you know, um, some people call it a, a paranoia or whatever the case. But um, you know what? I'm no. not ever gonna do that. Let's but, talk systemic racism. Are you talking about like? Black people shouldn't trust healthcare because it looks Tuskegee experiments, all that That's other stuff. That's exactly what I was just and, and, <laughs> and, and how gynecology is ba like was uh, form formula like female healthcare right. was structured on the back of black slave uh, female slaves. So it is very true and it is very real, and brown and black people get the experiments and then the white people get the benefits. True. So I was, I'm not I scared. Like, hey, I'm, I'm not, not scared. scared. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a and that's a it's a major because a lot of people in the uh, I think sometimes in the hope of the, you know the hey let's all band together and let's do this thing and let's mm -hmm. uh, people want to take those elements out of it and just say okay yeah <laughs> we're all together now but you can't forget the fact that. We're together, but when we walk out of these doors and our arms aren't locked together anymore, I have to go back to my reality of being black in America. Yeah. I have to go back to that. And um, I've tried to explain it to my to several of my friends over time. Um, I, I had a, a friend I used to work with at Liberty Hill Restaurant in North Carolina. What up, NC? How y'all doing? Um, and his, his friend, was his, I think he had an uncle who was a state trooper, and something had just happened. Uh, I can't. It's so many people killed by the police. I can't remember which one it was at that point. But uh, it happened, and I came to work, and I was in a really bad mood, and I was, um, I just wasn't trying to talk to anybody. But he kind of forced the issue. I was like, "Hey, man, look what's going on!" Like, and I, so I just started spilling, and uh, I, you know, I had my Chuck D moment, and then um, he felt some type of way about it, and was like, well, "I don't understand why you feel da 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 da," and. It, I can honestly tell you, for two hours we talked, and I tried to explain to him, look, man, you got to understand the history of the relationship between the police and my community. It's not just about me not liking the police. It's not just about, oh, I don't like the police because they locked my brother up, even though he's a fucking criminal. He should have been locked up. Okay, I don't have a problem with you putting someone in jail who belongs there. I've never had a problem with that. Like, But how about for the appropriate amount of time? Please? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean... Bro, I like I, I try to explain to people, and I, I think Tupac probably said it the best. Um, we are afraid of the same crime element that everyone else is afraid of. I'm not just because I live in just because I live in the hood, 
and I went to school with the guy who was out here killing everybody. It doesn't mean I'm cool with him. I'm scared of him too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to put his ass where he belongs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, don't tell me that you can take Dylan Roof, who just assassinated nine people in the church, into custody without harming him one bit. And stop the Burger King. And stop, yeah, stop him to get fast food and take him into custody. And now he's been to trial, and he's probably gonna get the death penalty, which, which I, I don't agree with the death penalty, but whatever. I don't either. And at this, like, but uh, <laughs> uh, also there are our, it's our material reality. We exist in a society that has it, and then there. So for the most part, I'm like. Well, I'm always end the death penalty, but then when I do see things, uh, people dying for like Bird in Texas who was dragged, um, his two of those of the three were sentenced to death, and I think right. the second one just it, it's coming up it's or it just up, happened. Yeah, I think it's coming up. Um, and it does not hurt. Not, it not doesn't hurt me to I'm know that that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not bothered. If if someone said <laughs> right now you can stop all death penalty like all all of that right now i'd say yes do it stop now all Absolutely. of it yeah. but as long as we've got it that one doesn't hurt my feelings just like ted bundy didn't hurt my feelings well no and that's my guy but nah ted like, bundy i mean i'm not i don't mean he's my guy like okay is that the killer I'm you weird uh, i'm weird like okay so i went to i went to school for psychology because i had this strange fascination with serial killers and it started with ted bundy so like um well, someone was here. telling me about him and i was like what so I started researching, started digging. This was probably my junior year in high school. I started digging, and then I started finding about him and Casey and Richard Ramirez and, mm-hmm. and Zodiac and like all these serial killers. And I was just like fascinated. Well, here I'm gonna make you love me. He was executed on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> I stayed up late <laughs> just to watch. Yeah, he's was, dead. Mm-hmm. And so th- I know that there's two houses in Tacoma he lived in. And I've been trying to get make the time to go see both of them. I just hadn't had a chance. Do you to know where they are? I know one is on Sheridan and one is um, out on the north end. I think. On I think the, so. Out by the out by the water, not far from the waterfront. So like, I, you know, I may do that today. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm staring yeah. here, staring it up for you. I may do that today. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Yeah. So I mean. Well, here. Let's get to the good part. Oh. Let's get to the good part. Well, I do almost feel like. You know, we ch- stopped. We missed a chunk of my life. It went from oh yes. And, it, and now that my brother got brought up and cops, I kind of feel like I need to fill in some of the stuff that happened Please. in the middle. By all means, yeah. Um, so uh, my mom, when I was twelve, um, responded very strongly to my school dance being canceled and gang members sur- uh, like surrounded my middle school and our dance got canceled. So um, she got involved with Safe Streets, um, which was a gang and drug activity, like, community, um, grassroots organization, like, no drugs, no gangs, and I just feel like, gentrification, gentrification, but, um, <laughs> um, uh, but there, t- at the time, Tacoma was the third most violent city in, in the West Coast, behind Oakland I'm and Compton, like yeah, yeah okay, so I was 12 in 1989, and, um, like, I have a friend who started banging in 87 in Tacoma, and that was about as, er- like, that was... 85 to 87, I'd say, is the start. So by 89, my mom got involved with Safe Streets and then for like 12 years and then worked for the police department doing um, crime-free multi-family housing uh, motivation stuff, uh, community building. And um, and then um, she left that and went back into floral design. But anyway, um, eventually, uh, she was dating a cop for like 15 years. Wow. Um, okay. And then... Um, 
my brother um, turned, was about to turn 18 and he moved out and moved in with our dad. And um, like a month later, my dad called me and said, is there any reason you think your mom and her boyfriend are molesting your brother? So now my mom and her cop boyfriend are in prison for abusing my de developmentally delayed brother who just Oh. See, that just got... Yeah, it's a Ooh. bit of a... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, nah, that's, that's but, heavy. But, but I mean, when you talk about a distrust of police, oh I, yeah. I feel that in a way that most people don't expect. On a whole different level, yeah. On yeah. a whole different level, yeah. I'm so um, sorry to hear that. That is... Ooh. So, they're still in prison. They're going to be there for a few more years. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, you go visit your mother, correct? Not really. Not really? Occasionally, I, I know I saw well, you I, wrote on Facebook one day you were going because my brother to, died, right? Yeah, and so I, um, she was hesitating on signing papers to release his body. For how dare you? Well, she was worried that signing the papers would somehow obligate her to pay, and there's no way for her to pay. She was not fully, at least that's the family side of the discussion, or like her family, um, the the drama between the co-parenting aspect. Right. Um, because my brother had no spouse or children. It was his living parents, but both of them living. So, um, but it turns out, like, I think the nitty-gritty of the law says because my mom's incarcerated yeah, and or for the abuse of him, like, it's not. But, like, uh, how long does it take to get that proved, right? If we had to actually force it, how long would she have? But she did sign. Um, and, and so, but um, she and she signed. She told me when I went to visit her that she had signed. But it was... Um, but I haven't seen her in a few years. Um, it's hard. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, that's that's not. You you know, there's a. She doesn't own her shit. So she, does she still deny that anything happened? It wavers. Sometimes it sounds like she kind of acknowledges some responsibility and accountability. But then you get her in a trauma moment, and it's just like, nope. Walls go back up. I guess my question in, in that instance would be. Was she a participant or simply complicit? Participant. That's even more fucked up. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah I. But it was all the newspapers. So and it's a part of my story. I it's. You know I talk about it. And you, and you should. I mean, because yeah. because there are other people who may very well be experiencing the same thing and don't know how to to talk about it. Right. So I mean, it gives a. And that's what this platform is for. I mean, you want to give people a chance to say the things that they need to say that yeah. need to be heard. And I so. think it's a really important thing to talk about secondary victims because I wasn't the uh, ab ab the victim of abuse, but it impacted, you know, the entire family. And um, so uh, secondary victims are... Uh, hey, good to see you. I'm oh, sorry, folks. I, my wife, my beautiful wife, just came home, so I just wanted to, to greet her and tell her hello and see if she was okay. <laughs> but I, okay, yeah. my bad. I'm not editing. I don't, and I don't edit shit out, so all of that okay. stays in. I, like, wondered, I, don't yeah, <laughs> I wondered. I was like, you can bleep the fast food restaurant I said earlier. Oh, no. We okay. don't support them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But at the same time, I, I would. I'd like for people to be aware. Okay, you're going. You know, yeah. even if it's like, hey, I'm eating at the same place they took the killer guy to. I shouldn't eat there. Well, I wouldn't boycott them for bad choices, <laughs> but for bad customers, but bad business, like bad business. Chick Fil A, homophobic owners. I used to work for them. I was in a, I was a manager complicit. at Chick Fil A for a year and a half, and I, you know the funny thing is that 
Okay, so the, the Chick-fil-A I worked at was owned by a particular guy. Um, he, he actually franchised it. He owned that, that store. Um, it was, uh, I can't remember his name. I feel so bad because he was such a great guy. He's, um, you know, he, you know, of course we're closed on Sundays, but he was always like, hey, he probably would have been outcast amongst the big Chick-fil-A heads because we had several gay cats that worked with us, um, you know, it was all, it was a really mixed bag of people that were working I don't there. think Chick-fil-A actually wanted us to know. Oh, no, they, they didn't. Were no, 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 they didn't. We they just didn't. found no, out. They didn't want to know. Yeah, they still want to profit They're off awful of people. the gay people. They're awful people. And, I, and I, I find them most awful because they hide behind Christianity. Yes. Don't hide behind that. Like, I I grew up in the church. I may not be Christian now, but I grew up in the church. Me too. I've read the Bible. I know people who I consider to be diehard Christians who I have the utmost respect for because they are vigilant and what they believe and um and they've done the research to to study it properly as opposed to just believing what the preacher says and reading the bible they've done all the research so i'm like hey i can respect that um but don't hide behind christianity just like i tell terrorists don't hide behind islam you're dead wrong for that Mm -hmm. because there's no way in the quran where it says it's okay for you to fly an airplane into a building Mm -hmm. nowhere does it say that Mm -hmm. um speaking of which terrorism let's talk about trump Oh, the biggest terrorist on the planet right Is this now. what you were going toward earlier? Oh, yes. The good oh, stuff yes. is Trump? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I thought we were going to talk solutions instead of problems. We're definitely going to talk solutions. <laughs> but, but, but right now, well, uh, I feel like what he... And I don't even think it's anything policy-wise that he's doing that's the problem. I think the biggest problem is the mentality that he is fostering across the country. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's... Um... Oh, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, politi- <laughs> politically speaking, he's only slightly. I, no, I don't even know if he's any worse than, say, Pence would be, or any, or Marco Rubio, or any Pence other Republican, right? In fact, they might be better at getting stuff done because they'd be a sly, you know, more sly about it. And they're actual politicians, so they know how to play the game. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Greasy fuckers. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> are we allowed to curse? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Help yourself. And then. Um, I did listen to a couple podcasts. I know. <laughs> so, um, but he, uh, so there's, oh good, he's not as bad, like, he's not as good at being bad as the others in some regards, but then he's just like this wet fish, like, spreading, like, scales and slime and, you know, rotting fish slime all over America with, um, with men- his mentality. Yes. Like, his policy is nothing remarkable compared to other Republican policies. It's pretty but normal. But the fish yeah. slime of his attitude is just disgusting. I, I think he's a... Uh, I say, you know, if you took the arrogance of Richard Nixon and the demonic thought process of Ronald Reagan and mix it with the, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to say what I want to say, of whoever, pick one and just shake him up in a bottle and pour it out. Right. You would get Donald Trump. Like he, he, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. Yes, absolutely perfect. With no humor. Prime example, and you shared this with me. Um, there's a young man who is uh, being investigated as a terrorist for rap lyrics, criticizing the police and the government. Um, I just want to say y'all probably obviously have never listened to my Spotify if that's the case because I talk shit about y'all all the time. <laughs> so apparently he named names of officers. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, 
That's dope. Yeah. That I've done that in the past. Um, I think that's a dangerous thing to do. I haven't had really direct. I haven't had any. You know, I've only been, I've actually only been I pulled over twice since I've been here. Um, in three years, or almost three years, man. I've only been pulled over twice, which is weird because in North Carolina it can happen to anybody. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that there is a. I just saw another article that says that it was talking about the the the, the rebirth, the re rise of the fucking KKK, and I'm like, you know. The environment that is necessary for that to happen, for them to even become relevant again, had to be created from the top down. Because the same people who built the KKK have always been in the community. They, they, they're around. But they didn't feel emboldened to, mm-hmm. to, to step back out on that platform until the, the walking orange pill got, 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 got into office. Um, Everybody's screaming, impeach him, impeach him. And I'm like, do you realize who's sitting behind him? Right. You're not paying attention to that fact. If you're gonna, you need to indict the whole fucking cabinet if you're going to do this. Like, yeah. they all got to go. You got to go big. Yeah, they all have to go. So, impeaching Trump is not going to fix the problem. Right. However, um, I, a co-worker of mine and myself talk about this a lot. The main reason why Trump even won the election, outside of, you know, homie and them with the, the sickle and the hammer over there. But, um... Other than that, a lot of people haven't done their research. They don't know much about it. A lot of people's uh, relationship with Trump starts with The Apprentice and ends with him being the president. Uh, they don't know about his uh, extremely racist real estate dealings in New York uh, in the 70s and 80s. Intergenerational. And my goodness. His dad, his dad, him, uh, even his brother. And, and his brother is kind of like, even his brother's kind of looking at him now like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is out of control. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I, where do we begin to change this wave that has ransacked the entire country? Like it's like a tsunami. Ever since mm-hmm. from the moment he got elected, right. it's like he just washed over everything. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of confused it, at this point. Part of the problem with impeachment is the slime that is behind him and uh, power, you know, in a vacuum. It's just going to keep sucking the slime right up to right. the top. Um, so it really does have to be from the bottom has to be us in our communities. Um, we can't tolerate this. There's a tattoo shop uh, two, three miles from here. Mm-hmm. It's Nazis. And so um, Tacoma Against Nazis group have done pickets outside their shop. Um, we're going to... What street is that on? 72nd. 72nd. Yeah, east. So it'd be east. Okay, so do you know the name of it? Not off the top of my head, but I could point okay. it out to you. I was about to I say could, yeah. I could pull up pictures on Facebook from me being there. Yeah. With my child. Yeah, because that that may give us um, because and the reason the only reason I, for those of you listening, the reason I'm asking is because I want to impart that whatever information can be given to help us move in the right direction, as far as ridding ourselves in the society that we want to live in of these type of people. Um, if there's anything we can do as a community, I think we should do it. So I, um, I, uh, as a woman, I have a sense of self-preservation that I I respect for myself, Um, and I would rather quietly organize against Nazis than out them, like dox them in a public space. Oh, I feel you. you Yeah, I'm a very confrontational person, so like I. (laughs) I like to. I I I, uh, I choose my confrontations. I could dig, well, you know, my dad was a black panther, so I don't, okay. know, I don't really know no other way to do it. 
I just. I, well, I'm, I'm jealous because, <laughs> um, like, if I had, if I looked like Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, you know, Luckily, then I then I might be a little. And okay. I know who that is. Okay. Right? Otherwise, I'd have been completely lost. I've never seen that show in my life. Like, I, I'm a. I just I, I believe that you have to have both sides of it. You have to have those who will be in your face, and you also have to have those who will organize quietly behind yeah. the scenes because yeah. that is the part that a lot of people don't understand about why <clears throat> organizations like the Black Panther Party were even affected to the degree they were. There were two different wings, two different sections, and most people don't don't realize that. Huey and all of those people that you saw out in the front mm-hmm. are. Uh, da, 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 that's so there's, oh, that's is it Tacoma? Um, it says Gig Harbor, I think. Oh, here. He's trying to make it bigger, here. but it's just like. Sorry. Tacktown. Okay. Tacktown Tattoo. Uh-huh. All right, so um, family, if y'all listening, black, white, brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, po- polka-dotted frogs, whoever's listening, Tacktown Tattoo is uh, uh, run by Nazis. Yeah, they'll do the your Nazi ink for you. Do not, I repeat, do not patronize that business. Um, If you know people who do, please inform them of what's going on if they don't already understand what's happening. We have to stop feeding the fire that's burning us up. I saw a friend of mine after going to the picket there where we had we had armed security provided by the John Brown Gun Club, which is like uh-huh. a, a lefty gun club. Like the weatherman, yeah, like the weatherman. No uh-huh. doubt, I like that. Okay. So, yeah, so, uh, they They're organized. Here? Uh, they, I need to talk to them. They okay. had, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to get them in here. John okay. Brown Gun Club. They're on Facebook. Oh, yes. And, um, but they uh, they had walkie-talkies, and they had, you know, firearms, and we were organized. It was like, okay, nobody walks back and forth between where we're at and the cars by themselves, and if you need to, then you get someone, one of the security, and... I mean, it was very, and um, uh, I was like, I kind of heard about it late, so I was like, oh, come on, let's go to my daughter, and, and then halfway there, and I'm like, wait, this isn't the kind of protest I take my child to, because, like, I wouldn't take her to a W, uh, uh, what is it, World Trade, WTO? WTO? Okay, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't take her to a WTO protest, like a yeah. Mayday protest. That'd be wild, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll take her to, like, a boycott Monsanto protest, right? Absolutely. So she, we went and yelled at the Northwest Detention Center people, like, and boycotted out, you know, uh, protested out there. That felt safe enough. But, like, Nazis, and so halfway there, I'm like, I shouldn't have brought my child. But, so then they're like, um, so I checked in, and I was like, I saw that there was a couple other kids there, so I was like, do you have recommendations? And they're like, over there, because this and that. And I was like, okay. So we just stood where it was recommended, and we stood back. Um, but that's a good Kamu, idea. Kamu Bell, I feel like I'm missing his middle initial. Comedian. I might even, I'm probably saying his first name right. I want to say, um, uh, but he's, he's a comedian and now he's like, a on CNN or something. He's a commentator or something. Um, um come on. Oh, Kamal Bill. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Kamal. Okay. He yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah. He, with oh, a, really? Yeah, with a camera team. I got oh, to say wow. hello to him. It's kind of. I didn't want to fangirl on him, so I just like he was standing two feet from me, and um, 
we were there was only like four people on the corner, so I turned to him and I shook his hand and said, I really appreciate your work. And oh then, yeah. And then I went back to protesting Nazis. I would, <laughs> I would, I would totally, I would tell, I would totally probably start fanboying. I don't know, like I'm, I'm weird, <laughs> but it's crazy that I would do that with like revolutionaries and, and like activists and not with like entertainers. Like I see entertainers and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And I just keep it moving. But Be like, cool. <clears throat> Be cool. Yeah. I mean, like, cause realistically speaking, there's a there's a vacuum that's been created in in the middle of in the middle of the country. And I'm not saying like technically in the middle of the country, but like it's like we're all falling into it now. And I'm afraid of where it's leading us because I I see that the the, the, <coughs> the uh, unity that I was starting to see between people during the eight years that. Uh, I talk really good, but I haven't done anything with President. Um, oh, he's so pretty. Yeah, I mean, he's so pretty, and his wife's beautiful. Like, they're, they're just like, they're just like a, it, okay, I'm going to put this out there, because some people automatically assume because I'm black and I'm, like, anti-Republican every day that I'm a Democrat and that I just love Barack Obama. A, I'm not a Democrat, <laughs> and B, I don't like him as much as I don't like every other president that has been president since I've been alive. Yeah. However... I appreciate his um, gift of gab. Mm-hmm. I, I, me being a person who likes to, to who, who speaks, who's done public speaking quite often, who, and as a rapper, I can appreciate uh, his his gift for speech. Like I'm like, this guy's good. Like I almost believe what you're telling me right now. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, and and they they did the one thing for a whole eight years that I didn't think they were going to allow to happen. They let him stay president, and they let. Us see a black family as the first family mm-hmm. of America, mm-hmm. um, and there was never a scandal of oh Barack's getting head in the Oval Office or he none wore of that a crazy. Tan suit. You know, <laughs> and, and pulled it off, yeah, and pulled it off. I don't know how, but he did. Like he got away with it. So, um, but now there was there was a point during that eight years that I felt like things were really starting to come together. Now, also though, I felt like that catapulted some of the more extreme racist people out of their, they were out of their minds. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this mute the president. Um, yeah. And so they acted out. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, I saw people coming together. Um, it's almost like immediately when his term was over and this new guy stepped into office, those chains started to break. The, the chains that were binding us together started to break. And I, I feel like it's my analogy might be less chains and more like flesh. Like, oh look, it feel like at the beginning of Obama, um, it felt like it feels like this wound is healing, right? Right. But then it was like a staph infection went out of control. Those the ones who it was like a poked uh, animal in a cage. Oh yeah. It, by electing a black president, we poked some crazy ass animals. Oh yeah. And stirred them up, and that's the staph infection that came and was eaten away at the edges of what looked like we were healing because I feel like a lot of us were like, oh, look, we're healing, and and like let, and then ignore, like, d- stop doing the work. <clears throat> exactly. In building up to him and getting him there because I was so emotional the night he won that election. I was like, I get, I, my chest was all swollen and, like, I was crying and tearful of joy. I was like holding my new baby we're having a better life ahead of us and no no um (laughs) because because we dropped the ball we thought oh good work's being done and it wasn't no why because the work was at the because that was at the top that's it's a figurehead 
and and you got the staph infection creeping in from the side, and so Trump is the raging infection. Oh yeah, oh so, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I'm a hippie from the hood, because uh, I'm from this, from Tacoma. I grew up in the South End, and the East Side, and now we're in South Tacoma. I love that Tacoma has two Souths. Yeah. And they're neighbors. South End and the South. South Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, um, it would. <laughs> We need a salve, and um, and we need to excise the, the rotting flesh. So um, that starts here, though. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Donald Trump or no. anybody in his cabinet that's, or anybody. That's who fighting the Nazis official. in your neighborhood. Yes. That's um, knowing your neighbors because um, one of the reasons I we uh, not me it's not my hypothesis but a hypothesis I heard. From a gay uh, man, uh, Dan Savage. He has he's a syndicated columnist. Um, he says that part of the reason gay rights had a giant leap forward when it did was because people were coming out to their family members. Oh yeah. There was in the gay community there was a push to be out, and when you're out, then people have to deal with it. And, and it, One way or the other, yeah, yeah. you got to deal with it now. So yeah. now grandma's like, oh, my grandson has just the handsomest boyfriend. Oh, they're adorbs. I've seen, yeah, yeah. Right? I've seen things I never thought possible. My grandpa doesn't yeah. care about homosexuality anymore either, which is a that's big weird. leap yeah, that's weird. from 20 years ago. The funny thing is I see people whose grandparents who will be like, hey, my granddaughter has the, the flyest girlfriend on earth, but then still like, you nigger. Oh. And I'm like, cuz, yeah. hold up, you like... But you don't mess with me? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, though, it starts with us. Yeah. Because even the even the city council person, the mayor, all of these people are, are local officials. But even for them, um, to a degree, they play the game. So, in order to negate the need for the game, the community has to become more active in, in controlling itself. Um I've often said that if we could police ourselves, there would be no need for police. Um, or if there are police, there should be police that are from that community who mm-hmm. know those people who who may roll up on a situation where now these out-of-control Gestapo pigs would just beat your brains out and take you to jail. They could jump out and say, Johnny, i know you since you was two years old. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. There's no need for you to go to jail today. Just put it down. Let's talk about it. You know, and, I, I, and like my dad told me, Despite the, the, the rampant racism in the police departments, when he was younger, that was a reality. Because a lot of the black cops, especially in the neighborhood, were from that neighborhood. So, like, they might roll up on a situation where the white cops would have shot you down or beat your ass and take you, took you to jail. The black cops was like, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all kids y'all whole life. Don't make me go tell your mom. Mm-hmm. Don't make me go tell your dad or whatever. Da, da, da. And that just deaded the whole situation. Nobody went to jail. Nobody got shot. Nobody got beat up. None of that happened. So... Um, I know that it's a it's a possibility that it can happen, mm-hmm. but we have to stop being afraid of each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big thing. Um, I, I mean, I'm six three, two hundred twenty pounds, bald head, and I don't smile a lot. So I tend to make some people nervous when I walk in a room, and I don't intend to do it. It's just I carry myself a certain way, and it's because I'm used to being defensive. I'm I was used just to being about to say defensive. Yeah. So I mean, they take that as offense. Although yeah. I'm preparing for the for the offense that I feel is coming, we have to find a way to get past that 
You know what I'm saying? Because I had to start taking, I had to get lessons from the women in my life, my mom, my wife, my grandmother, like, to, to understand that RBF is just that. It doesn't mean she's an awful person. She just looks like that when she's not smiling. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So then I'll see the RBF and I'll still smile and say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And then they, oh, hi. And it's like, oh. So, they, I mean, you know, we all wear yeah. masks of one, one sort or another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all do. But, um, Resting bitch face is probably, like, without the mask because we're not doing <laughs> the emotional labor Absolutely. of smiling already. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I prefer that. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm standing in line. I'm thinking about uh, my purchases, my bills, my kid, my whatever. Uh, then someone comes in to sign a li- my eye line and smiles at me. Oh hi, right? You pull oh, me out of it. Reaction, yeah, yeah. R, uh, RBF um, is. <laughs> I just usually say the whole phrase, um, but it's it's just a lack of effort. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, um, and that's. Yeah, but it is about uh, so solutions. This is my favorite part. Um, I want. Oh, here's good lingo. The smallest uh, district, politically speaking, the lines that are drawn to determine who represents you, is called a precinct. Right. Nobody ever talks about precincts. I love them. There's about a thousand houses in every precinct. Not that many. No. We live a mile and a half apart. We are not in the same precinct. I am not your precinct committee officer. What do you mean? I don't know. I'd have to look at the map and find out. (laughs) But if you don't have one, you. I can see that. Congratulations. We can appoint you. You know, the funny thing is I I would almost feel weird. Um, I was actually asked about getting involved in politics. Um, But I feel weird because I'm not... Here. Like I, I, I mean, not not just because I'm not from here, but I still feel like there's yet a lot for me to learn about this city and but about you the people are here. here. I am true, very true. And and someone asked, she said, "Why should I? Who? What makes me um, qualify to represent my neighborhood?" I said, "You live in it. You live in it, yeah. and <laughs> nobody else is doing it. Somebody's got to do it. You got to do it. Step up. And it, it it's going to like one or two meetings a month." If you're really active, okay. or, or if you're really dedicated, you're knocking on the doors in your precinct, and you're building up your precinct committee, and you're creating community. And this, th- this is where we're getting. This is my goal: is I want to walk my precinct with a little flyer. Um, I want part of it to be, tell me about yourself, um, who you are, uh, and what your priorities are, and maybe have a few examples like healthcare, education, um, gardening, because that's part of my plan. Food security is important, but there's a racial, uh, you know, history with that. It's really hard to tell black people you should go out and garden. Oh yeah, that. Let's be same farmers. Reason I won't take a Let's go be farmers. Same reason I won't take a okay. cruise. Like my dad uh, invited me on a cruise. Uh, I was probably yeah. twenty, and I was like, "Wait, you want me to go get on a really big boat and go out in the water? I don't know where I'm going, but we're going out in the water. Who's sailing the ship, Dad?" <laughs> He's like. I don't know. Somebody do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not going. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I encourage, uh, I encourage everybody to uh, increase urban food security, and at the same time, there's a place for everybody in the revolution. Oh yeah. Not every place is for every person. Sure. So I'm not gonna ever be like, you need to go and garden with me and make sure that our neighbors have faith. 
you know, it'll be like, oh, but you could be the precinct committee officer, or you could, um, you could be the uh, sergeant of arms. Because I want, I want, I want to have a mixed committee. Absolutely. Uh, and um, so I want to have in each precinct um, a regulated, a well-regulated militia, precinct level militias. What? So like six people. And that's officially the precinct police, so to speak. <gasps> Ooh, okay, so yeah. we don't now we don't need. Hey, to us, the Tacoma Police Department, y'all can go. Yeah, we got this. We got it. Um, we know our neighbors. It's fine. Oh, yeah. And see, that's another uh, knowing your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly say that I've been living in this house for it'll be a year in June. I don't know anybody that lives around me. Nobody, not one. Of, I, I say that I don't see across the street, and it's only because I had to borrow a TV from them one time. Um. My next door neighbors, we wave at each other, we speak. I don't know them. I don't. I've never had a conversation with them. And I, I, this the thing <clears throat> that you're speaking of is so real, and I and I understand the necessity for it, and I understand my own failures in that way because people become so detached from what's around them, and they be like, oh, I don't want just stay in your stay in your yard, stay in your property, drive your car, go do your job, stay in your house, don't talk to me, um, don't bother me. I have those feelings too. I just know better. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I know I know better, which is why I feel guilty a lot of times. I'm like, damn, I'm in it. Because I've had this idea for like two months, and I was like, you know what I should do? I should just go up and down the street and say, listen, um, you have small kids or even up to teenagers. Okay, bust it. On Saturdays, let's do this. Let's get the kids out, clean up the neighborhood. That gives them um, mm-hmm. a, a level of pride. And, and also a level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. It gives them all of those things, and then they start to look at the place that they live differently. Because mm-hmm. then when they see some random person who doesn't live here walking through the neighborhood just throw trash on the ground, now they're taking offense. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. I live here. Can you pick that up? Do you know that we're out here every Saturday I picking the trash up? people all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's uh, that's something that I, I wanted to do. I, I said a couple months. I'm fine. It's been over a year because I wanted to do it where I, where I stayed before I moved here. Okay. Um, and then when I moved here, I, I thought the same thing, and I was like, "Shit, I could do that." I, and I did a lot of organizing in North Carolina, but the problem is the lack of familiarity. I feel like a fish out of water. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, ah. well, you just met a, a local with deep roots. I was born in Tacoma General. Oh wow. Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you from right around the way. <laughs> That's a good thing. So I mean, I'm from the way back. What would you like to see happen? Um, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and move it forward to upcoming elections. What would you like to see happen? Hmm. Obviously, okay. at the very top, I already know who you want there. Bernie, yes, fucking absolutely. Sanders, absolutely. Um, Grandpa Bernie. Uh, it, I'm, I'd like to see Nina Turner as his. Uh, she, she's not okay. a well-known. Do you know who I, Nina I know Turner? the name. I don't okay. know a lot about because her. Because she speaks. She's been an advocate of kids since 2016, like on the trail and like going on news and talking, uh, speaking on his That's behalf. Her name. And she mm. is amazing. Um, a lot of people talk about Tulsi Gabbard, who is a Hawaiian senator. I want to say senator. Right. But she's also running for president, and so people mm. are like, oh, she should be his vice president. And I'm like, oh, I could live with that. Nina Turner is magic to me. Oh my God, she's amazing. She's my hero. My daughter says, I want to be like Nina Turner. Ooh. Yeah. That's deep. Uh-huh. Okay. And, okay. Um, and then we, our, congress, our, our LD is represented by a black woman named Melanie Morgan. 
and okay. my daughter knows Melanie Morgan, and so my daughter's like, my two heroes are Nina Turner and Melanie Morgan. And my daughter is bright white. She's got blonde hair, paley, pale, pale white skin, <laughs> freckles. It's much color. She's got some freckles. But um, and um, she even noted my heroes are black women. Hey. But she goes to school on Hilltop. She's very aware of race issues. Oh, wow. We talk oh, about that. it. Yeah. So. I, I'm, I'm doing. I'm starting to come to come to understand the history of the of this city. Um. I'll be honest with you, on the East Coast, we look at Washington and we think that, that Washington State is Seattle and then all this little bit of space around Seattle to make the rest of the state and then moving on to Oregon. Um, so, in, you know, in our mind, Seattle is gi- ginormous and everything else is just like little small hick towns around it and then you just move on to the next place. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm learning the depth of the history of this city. Like, Tacoma is a very interesting place. I, I did not know. I would have never guessed that, that the history of this city is so deep. Um, well, I'm gonna okay. say a name and see what see what your. Um, I'm gonna throw some names out just to see okay. what your. Then we go do some name association oh, real boy. quick. I'm gonna start with my favorite one, Kamala Harris. Boot licking bitch. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, Andrew Yang. Confused young man. You know. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, now, do you want details of why I feel like these things, or do you we'll, just okay, yeah, get we'll through back, the we'll list? Back, Let's we'll go, we'll yeah. back it up and do that. Okay, so Kamala Harris. I, I, now, I kind of know why you feel that way, but I, I would like to hear you say it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, she wants to bang the woman of color drum, but she incarcerated a lot of people of color, women too, mothers of uh, truant children, yes. uh, economic Disparity, it, you know, when you're on the lower economic end of things, it is truancy increases. Oh, yes. So, no gas money, no clean clothes, no food, whatever reason, right? But all of those reasons are compounded. And um, so that she would punish n- needy families is offensive to me. Ooh. Because I am economically depressed, and I've got a child that I... I drive personally five miles because of the value of that school. So, um, and sometimes we're late. And sometimes I get little notes from the school. Hey, set your alarm earlier. <laughs> I wish they were so kind. Um, hey, you know, yeah. And I, um, I know the feeling. My, my daughter goes to Ford. Okay. And, you know, that's way okay. on the east side. So, like, yeah, but. Yeah. So, um. I'm just unimpressed with her history. Oh, yes. And then... And she's a liar. Yes. She's a big liar. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, then, uh, with what she wants to see, I'm unimpressed. What is she standing for? I can't. I do feel like she has a token issue that she... Okay, she signed on to Medicare for All, but she is not advocating for it. And when you look at the her body language when she announced it, she looks embarrassed, and she is trying to shrink herself physically. She is not an advocate, no matter where she puts her name on that bill. It sounds good. She wrote her name the smallest. She is no John Adams. She said, I need to I need to endear myself to these people. Mm-hmm. So I got to do something. Some of this other stuff is way out of the box. I can sign my name on this one and kind of... And still pass by... Tap the, around it, yeah. Yeah, the corporate, the corporate harems, I'll, st- I'll piss... I, some some industry won't like me. The healthcare industry won't support me anymore. But oil 
industry still does and you know these industries still do and and the party the political party still does off a bridge already but um so uh yang his universal basic income idea like i i have a history of being a proponent of universal basic income ubi um but uh, I've also been become aware of the flaws of just a, a UBI. Sure. One, a lot of people on the right or in the center will say, let's do a UBI, but we'll give you $1,000 a month, which is what he's saying. But we'll take away your food stamps and your housing vouchers, right? So um, we, need, we need to keep food stamps and housing vouchers and get the UBI. But uh, I think the ca- the, what would balance, what makes a UBI possible would be a jobs guarantee program. Right. So there's a magic synergy with that, um, and I can't explain all of that. I have to finesse my knowledge on that as well. But my mm. my knowledgeable friends tell me that's the magical combination there. Okay. And then um, the um, but he also recently someone asked him on Twitter where he stood on circumcision, Uh-oh. and he said, "Oh, um, it's unnecessary," and I was like, "Awesome." It's unnecessary. Yeah. You invite me back for that discussion. It's very important. Yeah, and you know, I have a lot of friends who are supportive of Andrew Yang, and I mean, I I guess I get it. He's young. He's, you know, he has some some good ideas. Um, Well, I it's not so much that it's not that he came out against circumcision that's a problem. I like that stance. I mean, he doesn't get my vote for it, but I'm like, yay for bringing it to the forefront. Right. Um, or have it, allowing it to be brought to the forefront, and um, but apparently he's backtracked on it. But yeah. some people call anti er, like for people who don't want to see children, infants routinely cut. Um, it's uh, it, some people say, well, that's anti-Semitic, and I'm like, well, we protect girls from other religious groups from being right. cut. So now we're applying the law unequally based on gender, and that is illegal. So this if we true. protect girls, we have to protect boys, and we're not saying that boy- men can never have, you know, be circumcised. Like, go be 18 and make it's that It's a decision choice. you should make when you're, when you're able to make the decision It's your yourself. body, your choice. Right. Ma- men have autonomy as well. You know, women are struggling for autonomy. I want men to have autonomy when it comes to their genitals as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like, I like, the, I like the sound of that. Men's okay. rights. Oh, this is going to be fun right here. Joe Biden. Oh, creepy Uncle Joe. Pervy man, keep your hands off women. Stop sniffing. God damn it. I don't have coke in my hair. Back off. That is hilarious. Oh my God, but you're so right. Yeah, he's... So that's the... Joe got some issues, yeah. Yeah. Joe got some problems. And then all his history and all his promises of the future are shit too. Status quo bootlicker. Yeah, he's a... These are, yeah, these I are. tell people, I asked somebody who, who was like, Biden, man, I want him to run. And I'm like, dog, let me ask you a question. He was the vice president for eight years, right? They were like, yeah. I was like, what did he do? They were like, hmm. well, now that I think about it, I was like. He looked good in aviator glasses standing behind Barack. Hey. <laughs> so he's the ultimate flavor flavor. He was, the hype, like, he, he was the quietest hype man ever. Yeah, and he some was stu- Yeah, he still got it. He's like Nelly's hype man with the yeah. mask that doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Elizabeth Warren. Oh, she's almost got it. Almost? Almost. She's 
she needs to pussy up and get that shit rolling. Like, she's right on so many issues, <laughs> but she's just not, like, far enough. She's not bold enough. She's still nervous. Like, she still values the, the, the structure that exists. It, right. Right? She's still, like, tiptoeing, like, well, I can't back down on um, the uh, corrupting influence of money in politics because that's what she was built on. But she still can't, uh, and uh, like she didn't come out for Bernie in 2016. She didn't endorse anybody before the, uh, in the primary. She waited until after the primary was over and then threw, and so when Hillary was the only person left on the Dem side, threw her, threw her weight behind Hillary. And yeah. so it's just like, come on, pussy up, bitch. Is, and I say I've that. I've heard things. Is Hillary Clinton running again? No. Okay. Okay. As I breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah, thank God for that. <coughs> she said pussy up. I'm about to have to start using that one. Well, because look. Oh, I can't technically, I guess I can't use that one. but <laughs> no, no, you should. I tell men to pussy up all the time. Because, you know, grow a pair. What Grow a pair of what? Sensitive little balls that hang on the outside of your body? Like, you, you, you go to tap a man's crotch. Oh, no, 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 right? I mean, like, it's so delicate. Like, I don't want to. You can't be like, here, take these glass crystal balls and ball up, sir. Like, what? No, pussy is pussy's tough. It takes a pounding, squishes out a baby, asks for more pounding. I'll take it. I'll take it like a pussy. Strong like a pussy. Oh, love it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, yeah, I, I, me personally, I've been I've been on a train that throws Elizabeth Warren off a bridge for a while now. Like, I just, I don't, um, she does a lot of dancing. And I, I, I find it troubling. Like, at first, I was like, yeah, I like her. Then as the, the more time went past, I was like, wait. She sings songs. Uh-oh. Here she goes. Yeah. Here she goes. She's not going to stick to it. No. And she didn't. And, and it, it's... Yeah. I feel like I want to go to her family reunions. Like, I want her to be my professor. I want I want all... I want her to be my uh, uh, woman's group uh, mentor kind of thing. But um, not the president. Not, yeah. Uh, I want her to be secretary of state. No, 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 no. I want Tulsi to be secretary of state. And I want Elizabeth Warren to be like... Her money person, whatever. Uh, treasurer, yeah, treasurer. But the um, there's a all of the progressive-ish people have a place. Right. It's just not president. Oh yeah, no, they can't. And um, Elizabeth Warren stepped in it. Forty years, twenty years ago, forty years ago, when she said when oh, she yeah. marked Native American on a form. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, and then. And, and then she, it was kind of another flub in getting the genetic, the DNA thing. And it's because it's, you can, you can have a, an ethnic heritage, like genetically. Right. Um, but you, but if you're not raised in that culture. That, exactly. That and is. you have no physically telling aspects to keep you categorized that when way. When I look at Elizabeth Warren, I don't see Native American. Right. At all. Still. She, no. She she isn't <laughs> even she isn't even like passing but still in the struggle. Right. She's totally Yeah. She doesn't have no struggle. White woman's life yeah. all the way across the board. Like Oh a privileged white woman. A privileged life. white woman. Yeah, let me let me clarify that. Because I tell you her there's a difference between she and I too. Let's try this one. Oh, and he comes with a spare. He's got a twin. 
who's also in politics. You know, when he comes with despair. <laughs> they killed the president. It's okay. We, we got, got another, another one. one. <laughs> they wouldn't even have to tell us. We, okay, so I, I'm actually interested to hear your take on this one because I, I have my own. I'm not sure. I, this me and this guy have a troubled history. Oh, <laughs> um, Cory Booker. He sucks on the teat of pharma. Like, you want to talk about opioid crisis? This man is like the kingpin. Yeah, yeah. He'll make sure. I no, it's not the kingpin. Like, because he's not producing the opioids and stuff oh, like no. that. But he's facilitating. Yeah. So what do you call the guy that makes sure that all the head honchos uh, are well protected? He's the bot um, cop. Yeah. He's Absolutely. the bot cop. Absolutely. Now, in the event that Bernie doesn't win, I know that Trump's not the answer to this. Right. Who would you be satisfied with. Not happy, but mm-hmm. at least satisfied with. Well, I have a personal opposition to talking about second place before the primary is over. Right. Um, because I don't want someone to say, oh, well, this burner compromises with this candidate, and so I'll just go with I the compromise candidate. I feel you. I feel um, you. And then um, what I did in 2016 when Bernie didn't win, um, it was a uh, I just stopped talking about the presidential race because I refused to sing the praises of Hillary Clinton. And so it was just like, I know how I'm going to vote. Oh, yeah. You know, Um, I was interested in safely blue states garnering votes for Green Party, the Green Party candidate, Jill Stein, in order to boost the Green Party. It was a not just a protest vote. But it was a move, a, a goal forward right. vote, right? Is she running this year? I mean, no, uh, no. Uh, my what I've heard is that Jill Stein won't be running this year, uh, okay. cycle, okay. and um, and I'm I'm good. Don't distract us from Grandpa Bernie. Yeah, as, as long as he ain't got the, I, I honestly think he should get the nomination. Yeah. Um, and I think anybody who hears someone criticize him for being an old white man needs to remind people not to erase his Judaism. Like, even if he's not a, because he's going back to culture and ethnicity and stuff like that, he's uh, got ethnic, he's ethnically Jewish, and he was raised within the Jewish culture, whether or not he practices that now or not. Right. Right? And and he kind of stays away from, what's your religion, Bernie? Right? He just, he he believes in providing, um, ending desperation for all. Yes. That's his religion. And that is the, 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 that should be the main goal. In my personal opinion, that should be the goal of all politicians. Yeah. But. Let's talk about ending desperation. It seems overwhelming when you just leave it there. Oh, yeah. Can absolutely. I, can I give you three things? Yes. I can end desperation with three things. Okay. Guaranteed housing. Yes. Guaranteed food. Yes. Guaranteed health care. Absolutely. I've just eliminated your desperation. Oh, I can add one more. Weed. Well, of course. Oh, my bad, my Weed bad. is always great. Yeah, <laughs> okay, but, but what's yours? What's uh, yours? Weed would actually be number five. Uh, <laughs> uh, employment. Well, that's a guaranteed job. Well, you did say jobs. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm like, but, about but everybody gets housing, housing. everybody gets health care, and everybody gets food. And so, 
um, now you can, uh, so if you're disabled, you don't need a job. And you can't work. Right, yeah, you can't exactly. work, but you won't be desperate. Um, and single mom, uh, maybe uh, all I have to do is work a part-time job to um, get the nicer bra or the fancier shoes and the nice handbag, right? Right. Um, like, uh, not, those aren't my priorities, even if I, I have money. I understand but like, you, I, like... <laughs> I try to make it, it sound like I have... I'm like, I would get another peach tree. <laughs> I just want to make it seem and like my aspirations are the same as yours. Yeah. You relate to me. Go yes, on. exactly. But really, I'm like, I know some. I have a long list of medicinal plants I want to be growing in my yard. <laughs> and trust me when I tell you, handbags is not on the list. Right. Well, I actually did just go to Value Village and get me a really cute handbag. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you have a value. And, 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 you know, I, I feel like as far as um, American enterprise goes, there is a, um, we've all been brainwashed to a point to think that unless we get it from this place and it costs this much, it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not the lick, you know what I'm saying? But um, there are lots of places like that. Uh, Plato's Closet is, is, is a pretty cool mm-hmm. spot. Um, you know, I, I personally have a problem because I feel like the Gucci boycott didn't go far enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they made some half-ass apologies. Uh, brought Dapper Dan over overseas to talk to him and flew him back, and he said everything was cool with him and Gucci. So now they're gonna have to just pretend like Gucci never did anything wrong, and it's all back to business as usual. And I'm like, well, the problem I have with that is you spend sixty bucks on a lame ass shirt that just because it has Gucci's logo on it. When uh, Tyrone down the block has started his own clothing line, and you've known him since you were two years old, and He's selling his shirt, which looks 20 times better than his Gucci shirt, for 25 bucks, and you won't buy it. Mm-hmm. That bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've always been a staunch supporter of black business, and, and not just black business, but small business, period. Because um, I feel like small businesses, especially now, now there's, a, there's a thing, though, where I've always said the small businesses you should support are the ones who are giving back to the community. Don't just go buy from a small business because it's a small business. What are they doing with the profits? You know what I'm saying? Are they are they taking the money and just, you know, of course you're going to take your profits from your business that you started and you put the hard work in to improve your life. But at the same time, if you have a, a business right here on the corner of 66 and South Tacoma Way and you realize that the, the community is in need of this, that, and the third, or maybe they need a new, maybe we need uh, improvements to the playground. Maybe we need uh, new nets on the basketball goals. Don't wait for Tacoma to do it. You know, you're you're over here making money from the same people who have to deal with the subpar condition of their community every day. Take some of that money that you're taking from them and kick it back. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys said you needed da-da-da-da-da. Well, guess what? I just got new rims put up on the basketball goals with new nets. I got I got them to fix the merry-go-round. Uh, we got a brand new this, um, you know. Um, and then you, as you help that business grow and it stays in the community, now it can start employing the community. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, people don't understand how much of a chain reaction it causes when you can support when you support the businesses in your community. Walmart can die. Yeah. Fuck Walmart. Mm-hmm. I hate them with a passion. But at the end of the day, because nobody's been supporting this local business over here, they have to charge three times as much as Walmart. So because I am, as you say, economically depressed, I gotta go to Walmart because mm-hmm. I can't afford to buy a meal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As bad as I want to. Yeah. But if you're at the level where you can buy Gucci, then you can buy local. 
Please believe me. But but then some of us have to buy Walmart and Value Village. You know. You know. Exactly. And and so, um, but what we have is the ability to tell, like, to spread the message, like, to encourage people who can do better to do better. Absolutely. And so, like, I don't want people to feel bad for not being able to live to their ideals as long as they know what their aspirations can be. Because, like, I I want to eat only organic. I want my animals to have been on pasture because I do eat meat. Um, and I want them to never have had antibiotics or um, fed. You know, st- I don't want them standing Hormones around their own shit. Yeah. Right? You shouldn't be... And you, the food you eat shouldn't be standing around in their own feces. That's bad farming. Oh, yeah. That's bad environmentalism. Like, um, we can. So instead of making, um, like, so I'm always like, where, how can I make my passions um, be reflected in the policy I promote? Uh-huh. Right? Like, how do we make these changes? Oh, you change the policy. Okay, what's the policy that would work for this then? So I don't want poor people to be fed shit food. Right. You know, this guaranteed food is just the worst of the worst. No, I want all food to be pastured animal. I want all food to be um, pesticide free. You know, um, we can create food systems that don't deplete our earth, but actually uh, can regenerate its uh, well-being and be not just sustainable, but abundant. Hell yeah. We don't have to torture the land to reap its benefits. Later for your GMO crap, Monsanto. That's right. So, <laughs> me and my kid are coming to boycott again. Let me know when. I'm, I'm with that. I think, yeah. it's in, I think it's in May. Because I, I, I have that. a serious issue with that. I, I be, and, and the main reason why is because it honestly has nothing to do with, well, I won't say it has nothing to do with me. Because it does have something to do with me. Because I realized that for the longest time, um, because of my, because of the the economic condition of my family throughout my entire life, um, we never really ate good stuff. Like it was good to the taste buds. It was good because we needed to eat. But as I look back, I'm surprised that I'm in as good health as I'm in, considering how long it took me to realize what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Shout I, out to government cheese. Oh man, oh, hey look. So good. If you've not done anything else right, U.S. government, I need you to hear me well. Bring the fucking cheese back. Bring it to, but organic. Organic, yeah, <laughs> sure. Bring, but bring, same recipe. But the same shit, yeah. Like, cause that's, so good. Yo, I, I told somebody, I was like, yo, if you've never made a grilled cheese with government cheese, you don't know shit about yeah. life, bro. Like, your life is sucked. I was with real life, and he said something about government cheese. Oh, the government cheese was, it was the best. And he goes, what? And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, don't tell me it wasn't the best. And he goes, I just never heard a white person say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, That's I was bro. also economically depressed. My mom was 16 when she had me in the 70s, because I, I just look good. Um... <laughs> Uh, so it was not cool to be a 16-year-old mom in the 70s. Her, her parts of the family were not supportive. Like, yeah, it's nothing these days. It's like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I, I seen a kid at the elementary school with their baby, and I was like, hey, how you doing? But no, I'm just, I'm totally joking. <laughs> I <laughs> but, so. I'm like, my kid's in elementary school. But it, I mean, you know, and, I, and it's something that just one thing that you think about, because, I mean, I have two sons that are older. Um, I have a daughter who's 14. She's in eighth grade now. And I mean, you know, the biggest thing for me, and, and the main reason why I even 
why I was like, yo, I gotta get Courtney Hearn. Like, I'm, I'm gonna get Gigi to come and mm-hmm. like several other people. I, I want to get uh. Gigi just got I one thousand passed by the way. <gasps> Yay, Gigi! Oh, Gigi. Hey. I love her. What is Sarah? I want to get Sarah. I, I, I know she didn't didn't win, but I mm-hmm. I like her ideas. I like the way she thinks, and I mean, we may agree on everything. And um, I think then the most important thing. Enough. Huh? Then you're not far enough left. I might be way too far left for for some of the stuff. Like I, I'm, and I, I realize that we have a a a, a bad problem on, on on the left sometimes of, oh, you're not there enough, or oh, you're way out there. Look, at the center of all of this, we think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, some of the ideas about how I go about getting them may be different, but at the center, at the very core of this, we believe the same thing. So. Let's find what we agree on. Let's work on that first. Uh, the things that we don't agree on could, should be the things that we debate about, that we talk about, that we hash put out. Put those out the side yeah, right now. Put that out there while we get this going. Once we got this going and we, and we got a good understanding, boom, like you said, um, I think that's a good place to start. You know, housing, um, education, health care, all of those things are great places to start. Food, mm-hmm. all four of those. And employment for those who need to work. Mm-hmm. If we can get those things situated and stabilized as a community, even if it has to go precinct by precinct, mm-hmm. okay, boom, I don't live in your precinct, but guess what? We're going to start here. Boom. So I'm coming to your precinct to help work. Okay, we see how it works here. Let's take a look at this precinct. Is the same thing going to work here, or do we have to approach it a different way? Mm-hmm. And the whole problem is people are trying to apply the same solution to, to a problem that appears the same, but the circumstances are different. So it's not going to always work. Um, but if we stick to those core things in every situation, I, I think you come up with, at, before, you know, in a, in a matter of no time, or what seems like no time, we can see a dramatic change in the city. Mm-hmm. You can see a dramatic change, not only the city, but how people treat each other. Because a lot of the problem with the way people treat each other is because of the conditions of their lives. Oh, yeah. You know? We're all hurting, and if we talk to somebody, they might hurt us more. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it just, it takes one person to start. So, you know, so I, you know, I need someone to go to the Democratic Party meeting. That's a precinct committee officer. I need someone to have a little militia leader, right? That's also how you find out where your crazy neighbors are. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I sound like the crazy neighbor when I talk about wanting a militia, but I'm like, I'm just doing it so I know where my I crazy neighbors are. I need to know which one of them is crazy. Yeah, I, I need to know who has a stockpile of guns so when shit hits the fan, we go. I know who I'm at, yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I say this up? <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, but I want a sustainability officer on the committee. Someone who's getting permaculture, specifically uh, permaculture and circumcision, their, their own podcast. We'll get there. Um, but, I got you. <laughs> uh, it's a gardening, uh, layers of layers of gardening information. But, um, and then um, I want a beekeeper in every precinct. Bees are going extinct. Word? Yeah. That's crazy. There are, like, a whole bunch of pollinating bugs are on, like, the extinction list. Like Jeez, endangered really? list, right? And so um, we have to be really careful. And so, like, um, this is my hippie shit coming through in policy, right? I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I translate it? Um, I'm a doula. Um, so I, uh, that's someone who helps pr- uh, women in pregnancy and labor. 
but not like a midwife with medical experience. I'm like, right. uh, let's move in this way. It'll help open your pelvis up, and I'll, I'll squeeze your hips or rub your back, or here's aromatherapy. It's all. It's like the hands-on, fluffy, caring part of labor <laughs> and delivery, and none of the responsibility, right? Oh, and no. Yeah. <laughs> I almost caught my cousin's baby. Oh, wow. Because the nurse walked in and wasn't, like, gowned, and, and the baby slipped out and just landed. And I, I I was, like, three seconds from picking the baby up when the woman got her gloves on to pick him. Oh, so, wow. So um, if I had just been, like, more cognizant of the, like, my cousin kept saying, coming out, and the nurses were checking her. No, it's not. And so we, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. and But then I look and, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the, um, so maternity is very important to me. I My hippie Absolutely. shit, right? Yes. How do I reflect that in policy? Right? So, and I think about how I just take all my passions and then I decide that I'll be the I will do what I can to bring this to the forefront in the groups that I'm that I'm in so that we as a group can then make it an issue or suggest policy, right? And it's not just me Without being the benign voice. dictator. Yeah, and I, I I think that's that's been a part of the um hesitance on my part to move because I'm uh, like I said I'm, I'm not I'm not very well tenured in the city so mm-hmm. to speak um, I know most of the people I know here I know because of music so like um, that's powerful it is but the problem is and, and it's something that was brought to my attention um, actually by a friend of mine who's from here <clears throat> well he's not originally from here but he's been here since he was like nine and he's like almost 40. So um, he was like, dog, he said, he said, I want you to realize something. He said, you, you, do you realize how often you say Tupac, Reed, Tacoma, Tac Town, when, when you rap, do you realize how often you say it? I'm like, nah, he was like, you say it a lot. I did. You, you see, and it, like, he was like, other people notice it and you rep really hard and they're cautious because other people have come from out of town and repped hard to get the city behind them, and then as soon as they got what they wanted, they bounced, or whatever the case. I was like, well, dog, I'm here for the long haul. Like, I'm not going nowhere. You know, you know what it took for me to leave North Carolina to come here? I'm not going nowhere. Like, let's do this. Like, if we're going to do it, he said, as soon as they're sure that you're serious, they'll be with you. He said, but right now, they don't know. He's like, they like your music, but they won't, they'll only cheer for you so loud because they don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, so and I look at that from this at the aspect of, I don't care if you cheer about the music. I got hundreds of people that listen to my music in places besides Tacoma. What about this other thing, though? You know what I'm saying? Because Panther Politics is not just a title. It's, it's been the story of my entire life. I was raised with the mentality of a Black Panther. Malcolm X is probably my hero of, of all heroes, even though I was always taught not to, not to, to worship any man. Um, and I don't, but... You don't have to hero worship just because there's a hero. Right. I feel like if I had to look at my life and say, who would I want to be? If I was, if I was the best version of myself, who would I want to be? Um, and to me, Malcolm X represents that. Um, so I don't know, but I do. I definitely want to find a way to combine. I think Helen was was moving in that direction, but I don't. I don't think she was really sure of how to to, to make the combination. But I feel like hip hop and politics. Are, are definitely a hand in hand thing, and I don't even think I don't think the politicians realize it. I don't think the hip hoppers realize it. I do. I know you do. I know you get it. <laughs> I know you get it. Like I think a lot of times they miss it. So I, I want to use this platform too, especially um, 
when I may start doing it in the future is maybe have one artist and one politi- one person who's involved in politics here at the same time. Okay. And kind of, um, I want to use this as an opportunity to bridge the gap between hip hop and the, the policymakers who affect what's happening to us. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm with it. Yeah. As far as being precinct, whatever, I'm with it. Uh, militia leader, I'm with that too. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm with. I'm down with. I'm with. Are your gun rights enfranchised? As in, you have them. Well, see, I have to write this letter to the Justice Department <laughs> to kind of ask them if it's okay if yeah, I get. I got other letter. friends in your situation. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, it is what it is. But like at the end of it, when it's all said and done, I, I saw something in you. And Sarah and all of the other people. What was his? What was his name? Sarah? That was that. Tyler with the long hair. Yes, mm-hmm. I like him too. Tyler Vega. Yes, Tyler Vega. Yes, he's he's awesome, man. And I like some of the things you, that that was said between the, the rally at the park and then that night we were at the Plaid Pig. I was just like, you know, they need politicians like this everywhere mm-hmm. because if if there were more um, options, I think people would make better decisions. Mm-hmm. People make bad decisions because the options are limited. These alternative options, like Tyler and Sarah, it's supporting the small business owner. Absolutely. Because they have no money. They're not getting support from the status quo, from the system that exists, because we're trying to dismantle that system. Exactly. Um, We identify the problems, and we know how to, what needs to be done to counter them. Part of it is money and politics. Everything we've discussed today has a nearly impossible struggle while money and politics continues to exist. And that's what, when I talked about the potential 28th Amendment, the anti, uh, American Anti-Corruption Act, that's about getting money out of politics. And it is the least sexy part of politics, but it is the, it is it stirs my soul. I just got goosebumps again. Nerdgasm. <laughs> so, um, and then <laughs> the, um, but when we get money out of politics, that means the pharmaceutical industry is no longer yes. feeding Cory Booker. Oh my God. It means um, we get Medicare for all. It means we can, uh, no oil lobby. Oh my gosh, maybe we can have a Green New Deal now and, and renewable energy, right? Yeah. Um, so, I'm trying to figure out why that's such a hard thing to come up with. Why is it hard to understand that it's a good idea? Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. We, last year we were told we had 12 years. So now we have 11. The math is 2030. We're looking at 2030. So instead of keep doing math every year, because I keep hearing people say 12 years. I'm like, that was last year. Now it's 11. Keep up. And so I just say 2030 or bust. Because the math says 2030. And we're busted if we don't do it by then. So, uh, yeah, we're running out of time. And we have to be radical and revolutionary. And we have to identify that... We are, our very existence, you and I, is radical. That we even exist. You're a black man claiming your space up on stage. Everything you rap about is politics. Because your existence is politics and your rap reflects your existence. Right? My, I'm a little white lady with, who likes to put salve on wounds and people want to dismiss me. I like a little hippie. (laughs) Um, and you know, womanhood is often dismissed, and so um, it. I won't let it be. I roar loud. Absolutely. I got sharp claws, fangs. 
come at me. And I have lost so much, and I have had so much pain. The scar tissue is deep. You can't hurt me anymore. To see somebody say, come at me with a smile that big on, it's like, <laughs> it's like wow. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Okay, cool. It's just a smile enough. It's like, okay, I'm chilling. Right, I'm not coming at you. It's all good. It is a magical smile. Like, okay, so I mean... So what is what is next? What's 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 coming up soon that you might want to inform people that they may not know about? Um. So um, local level moving up. Um, so um, there are always uh, okay. There are legislative districts. That's right. that's where we elect people to go to Olympia to make rules for Washington. There are county lines um, and city lines and then districts within each of those. So knowing your county district and your city district is valuable. Um, and then uh, the city and county, I think also, but definitely the city have at-large positions. So that's citywide. So you want to be invested not just in your district, but the citywide races. Right. Um, you, so I, I encourage you to get involved with the Democratic Party. Um, the, uh, the legislative district we're currently sitting in is the 29th, and we do not pay to play. You cannot buy a membership. You have to be a precinct committee officer or an executive board member. You can run for chair. You don't have to be a PCO to be on the executive board. Um, but to get a vote on for the legislative party issues, you have to hold space. You can't just pay, and I respect that. Absolutely. It also means that we are the poorest legislative district in the state, and when I, I like to start that with people, I say, "Oh, I'm I'm from the poorest legislative district in the state." With when I talk when I'm talking to power, and then they because I'm opening the door for them to step on their tongue. They say, um, "Oh, are you from Eastern Washington?" No. Nah, I'm from South Tacoma, North Parkland, Spanaway, bitch. I call it North Parkland. <laughs> Make it North fancy. North Parkland, Spanaway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm because people don't think, but we are the poorest legislature, and we're surrounded by wealth. Um, to the west, we've got Ooh. Lakewood and University Place and Stillicum, wealthy. Yes. Uh, to the north, we've got the 27th Legislative District and, uh, the, and across the bridge to Gig Harbor, that's the 26th. Um, but wealth, wealth. And then to the east, we've got Puyallup Puyallup. and that, and that's wealth. And even though they cover most of the reservation, their, par their Democratic Party still has enormous wealth despite the economic disparity of the tribe. So when you start looking mm. at maps... And seeing the political dynamics, like, I want it to invigorate us, not to depress us. Because it is, now is the time for desperation to end and tactics to begin. We are building up. We need to feel good about this. We need to be shaking our neighbor's hands and meeting eyes. And when I go through the taco time drive through because I do love taco time, so pip, pip, hey. <laughs> um, I love your Mexi fries. Um, we... <laughs> But I, they say, how you doing today? And I say, oh, just fighting to get a living wage for you. Oh, yeah. And then they go, uh? Now, I don't want to send, I can't take up their time. They're employed there, and, and they're not allowed to engage in that, right. you know, right? But me dropping that on them, I'm going to a Democratic Party meeting. See you later. I'm going to an Our Revolution meeting. So go to a Democratic Party meeting, your legislative district, and the county. And that's, knowing where that is, it, uh, is all online. You can find out. What you know, just Google search. You got this. Oh, yeah. um, and then uh, be registered to vote. Register other people to vote. 
um, go to the DSA meeting, Democratic Socialist of America meeting, because the Democratic Party is trying to hold power from us, so it's an emotional burden. We have to do emotional labor to st stand up to their bullshit, right? Oh, yeah. So that's the hard part, is going and dealing with the Democratic Party. But, good news, the 29th LD is pretty freaking progressive. The county is pretty freaking progressive. The 27th is getting there. We have a couple DSA members involved in the 28th and the 25th, 26th, Gig Harbor, they know. Anyway, but, um, but what I'm saying is that we're making good progress here, so be invigorated in that, but know that it's still labor. But oh, you go yes. to the, the Democratic Party, or I'm sorry, the, you go to Democrat Socialist of America meeting, I say, I go to the Democratic meeting to get jeered, and I go to the DSA meeting to get cheered. Now, they will invigorate it, our revolution. The Democrats, mm -hmm. when you got Democrat, and you got Democratic Socialist. Mm -hmm. Of America. Of America, okay. So, DSA meetings are usually held where? Kings Park. In Tacoma. It's an independent bookstore um, near Stadium High School. Um, near Tacoma General, area. it's like Sixth Ave Division well, okay. area. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. It's north, but not north, north. All right, I got you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still learning. Learning the city, and I, I mean, people will be like, "Hey, you've been here almost three years. How you don't know the city?" I'm like, "Duh," because I have a job and I have responsibilities. So a lot of times, I travel those routes the yeah, most. You didn't go to high school here. Why yeah. would you know where the high schools are? Like, I was like, Duh, I've been in the, the only high school I know where the only high schools I know exactly where they are. Mount Tahoma, I pass every single day. And my son went to Franco Pierce. That's the only oh. reason I know where that know where that one is. So like, um, you know, I I I feel like we have a, a, a opportunity right now, especially here in Tacoma. We have an opportunity right now to capture this lightning in a bottle, mm -hmm. and kind of and kind of do something. Mm -hmm. um, if 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 people can get out of the little brother mentality, it's gonna help. Um, I know a lot of times they, uh, a lot of the guys I talk to around here who I consider to be clinically depressed and they don't know it, um, feel like that because they don't live in Seattle, they don't deserve this. They mm -hmm. don't, da 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 da. Like, I was like, okay, so this whole big brother, little brother thing is getting out of hand. I personally like it here better than I like it in Seattle, so I don't understand what the problem is. Tacoma is golden. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Tacoma. Um, the worst thing we did was kick the Chinese out, and I am ashamed of that. But we have public utilities, so our utilities as well. That's socialized utilities, public utilities. Woohoo! Uh, we are trying to keep our public broadband. We have two public Montessori schools. That's unheard of. Um, we have uh, uh, really interesting um, high school options, uh, Sam Minnesota, so Science and Math Institute, and Minnesota mm -hmm. is like School, school of arts, the yeah. Arts. Yeah. So, um, you know... We have really interesting, we have working class um, roots, we are blue collar, and that working class, we need, we are working class, the, uh, there is a working poor, there's a working class, and I call it the middle class, but middle class is just working class, they don't know it though, because they are the top of the working class, right. and they don't think they'll fall, but they will, so need, we need to remind them, but usually, I'm not talking to them anyway, I'm talking to working class or the working poor, and we need to rise up as a class, and, um, and acknowledge the intersectionality within it, yes. but that what unifies us is that we work hard and we are not fully compensated for our labor and that the profits being made by all these big companies and the billionaires in our area are being, uh, that's our unpaid sweat. 
They are stealing our sweat. And I am done. So we need to talk about workers' co-op and community um, building and, you know, uh, make, uh, do as you, to each as they can um, and uh, each as they can. Or each as they, to each as they need and uh, each to do as they can. So, like, get our needs met and we use our labor as, like, uh, we're able-bodied, so we work. Uh, but my friend who died of MS a few years ago, um, she was not going to work. Right. Like, starting at 23, she stopped working. So um, so she, as she, to her as she needs, for me as I can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are in a different position because we are able to do for ourselves mm-hmm. um, in, in, a, in a way that the others aren't. And, it, uh, and that's, what I, that's what I do at my job. I am a caretaker for developmentally disabled adults. Um, <coughs> I'm not going to say the name of the company, but they, they pay us very poorly. And um, it seems like every day there's something new that we have to do. And the rules change and the requirements change for what we have to do, but the pay never gets better. Mm-hmm. So um, You need more classes to keep your job. No changes. Exactly. You know, even with even with the, the, the part that troubled me was I thought that was going to be the case until I talked to people who worked in the office and had degrees from like uh, I mean I, I went back to school and got my master's since I've been working here and mm-hmm. I, I just looked at it and said it ain't work. But I I'm under, <laughs> I also understand that this business was owned by an individual and it was taken over by a corporation. So I was like, okay, so the corporation doesn't value the individual. The individual did the things that he did because he values people, because he's a person. This corporation is not a person. It is a group of people who have come to the consensus of under, understanding the bottom line is the most important thing. Which is even, to them, the bottom line is even more important than the well-being of these people who live here, mm-hmm. uh, who are staying here. Um, and having a disabled brother and a disabled best friend and, 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 I am very sensitive about how the least of our people, the least among us are treated. Oh yeah. And the fact yeah. that the people who care them and like just like the people who prepare our food and who uh, make sure our buildings are clean and sanitary why are we sitting on them socially and why are we paying them crumbs like they are doing the hardest work and the most like I, I want you paid well because if you're gonna wipe my brother's ass I want you to do it well yeah okay but you can bounce a basketball and shoot it really good from about 30 feet away and we'll pay you millions of dollars to We'll pay you millions to play a game, to play a game, but you know, if you're out here actually saving people's lives or doing things to improve the quality of people's lives, pay for them. You know, I, I, me personally, I was an athlete, um, played football in college, uh, had eyes on the NFL, and and then one day I realized, <clears throat> I found it troubling that I could literally leave this school without even getting my degree. Like after football season, my senior year, I could literally just stop going to class as long as I've done enough to make sure I get drafted. I can go make anywhere from, I mean, the bottom feeders in the NFL make $75,000 a year, you know? So, I mean, I can go make anywhere from $75,000 to millions of dollars to play a game. And you probably wouldn't play get game. hurt if you're not that good. Exactly. I'm on the sideline all the time. I'm not even, I'm at no risk of injury. I don't have to worry about the pressure being in my face, none of that. But I can make all of this money to play a game. But I know for a fact that there are people who I grew up with 
people's parents that I know in my neighborhood who work hard day in and day out. I watch them come back to the community tired as all get out. And they barely make enough to pay their bills. They pay their bills, they, they you know they got a job, they just on the books. So like what a, I, as soon as I thought about that, I was kinda like, man, fuck this football shit. I'm gonna do something else. Like I can go be a profiler. I I feel like that's I feel like that's a help. You know. But then I started thinking about that even and was like, but damn, it's kinda fucked up to help after the fact. Like you already killed people. <laughs> like I didn't stop you before you started. Like, you know, and I, I so then it was like maybe a counselor therapist, maybe so you maybe you can catch the signs before it happens. But then even then I can't say, Oh, I think this kid's crazy and he's gonna start killing people. You should probably lock him up somewhere and like let's get him straightened out. Because they they won't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like, he hasn't done anything. You know right. what I mean? What can we do? Um, so, I mean, that's like my main objective here, I guess, in, 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 the, in the near future is, um, I guess, to follow the examples of what you just said. Yeah. I want I, I definitely want to get to know my neighbors. Um, and here's the good thing. We're in the same legislative district and in the same county. So when you go to those meetings, you'll see a friendly face. Absolutely. And then, and then, and you'll be introduced, and then you'll have more friendly faces. And um, recently, we had a gun law passed in Washington. I heard about that. Yeah. I didn't get the specifics on it, but I heard that. Yeah, I can't remember. So much in politics is like, okay, that's done, deal, so it's out of my brain. I don't remember all the details anymore. I feel you. When, (laughs) when, um, so the Democratic Party, or parties in general, their function in government is limited. But what we do is we endorse legislation um, and candidates and right. help promote those things. Or right. we withhold endorsement and, and don't support, right? So um, when the people who came in support of the gun res- restrictions came to speak to the Pierce County Democrats, um, it was a crowded house. It was really impressive. Um, People love their guns, boy. Well, I mean, there was a lot going on in that time. <laughs> uh, a lot of bills were being, and, and candidates at the same time. And um, so it was a good-sized meeting, and uh, we had good questions. We really kind of titty-twisted those little punks. Um, they, were, they were just young white dudes that were you know, really enthusiastic. I was proud oh, of them. Good, oh, good job, white boys. Um, but I, I, I ended up seeing at least one of these guys speak at a couple I think three or four because I had been uh, I was also working on campaigns and the I-1600 and like so I was also going and speaking for things right (laughs) and so um but I I called him on because I was like how are you going to determine if a weapon was properly stored because part of it was you could be if someone steals your weapon and commits a crime you could be held accountable if the weapon wasn't properly stored if you didn't report it stolen if right and I said, well, who determines whether or not the weapon was properly stored? Are there rules? You know, is that laid exactly. out in the bill? And they're like, um, not very well. Um, uh, the, the cops determine that. I was like, oh, hell oh, no. Nah. Oh, hell no. I will not support that. And, and they were like, ooh. And, um, and then, so at the next meeting, they had a better answer. And at the next meeting, they had a better answer. But I, at every meeting, I made sure that question got asked. Oh, yes. I'm like, I'm going to make sure every crowd hears this question. That's that's something you, like you don't have to like hold an office to do that. You can go to any of these meetings, whether or not you're a member or a part. You know, whether or not you get to vote, you can ask those questions. 
Do you have like a um? I don't know. I guess Google Calendar or something that you put all of this stuff on. We're so working on it. Okay, so if you do, I'm gonna give you my email address, and I would really like to be added into that, yeah. so it'll add it to my calendar, so I know what's going on. Um, because a lot of times I get, I'm not gonna. I'll lie send you a list that applies to our area. Right. Yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm. Yeah, like I'm all DSA over the place, is like yeah. first Wednesdays of the month. The third is the Pierce County um, Democrats meeting is like the third or se- second Thursday of every month. You know, uh, so it's kind of like that pattern. Uh, the LD, the 29th, is the fourth Monday of every month. So it's kind of this, like, okay. I'll make that list for you, and you can put it in your calendar. And yes. It'll be that you. Because, yeah, that, that definitely helps, because I, I, I would love to and be more involved. DSA is where the cool kids go. I really, like, if, if you can't do the emotional labor of dealing with the bullshit. Oh, but first, with the, that gun, though, the gun law. So at the Pierce County Dems, I, there, I don't know, between six and a dozen black men. Um, I'm pretty sure all of them voted to not endorse. Oh yeah. Because when you start limiting um, people's access to weapons, it's usually disproportionately used against oh, people of color. Yes. So. Thanks, Huey. Yeah. Thanks, Huey, Bobby. <laughs> Y'all scared the shit out of him, and now it's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and a high five on the side. You know? Uh, yeah. yeah. High five for real, because that's what needed to happen. It was, a lot of people don't understand that that was not, that was not um, the gun thing was a means to an end. It was, we're going to force your hand, and we're going to force you to show your racism in regards to, to to firearms. Because I already know that you seeing this organized army of black people marching with guns and patrolling your police officers with guns and letting your letting your police officers know if you brutalize our community we will defend ourselves. That scared the shit out of these crazy white politicians that were thinking to themselves, Oh my God, they have got to go. And, I mean, I tell people all the time, Pro just jumped from the Panthers to the game to hip-hop. That's basically all it did. Like, it, I was like, Pro's never ended. I don't care what they tell you. It's never ended. What is Pro? Counterintelligence Program? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, COINTELPRO was responsible for dismantling the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Black Panthers did... A, a pretty decent job of it themselves as well just because they were unex- inexperienced organizers and everything just kind of blew up really fast and you know a lot of times it's easy to lose track of things when it happens that way but Bernie blew up fast I kind of you see exactly yeah I mean so it, it could easily that could have easily had it not been so many people supporting him and, and uh, he didn't have his infrastructure in place correctly that could have easily whoa you know got away from him but uh, I think he handled it really well it's the um, it's the organizers on the ground that feel right. who feel like oh wow we really this don't know so we were yeah. very in we were like passionate but we don't we've never done this exactly like, I've been a nerd all my life but half my life I took off from that like so I I also like I just have a willingness to open my mouth in front of a crowd like <laughs> I don't have any special you know I never I graduated high school but I never finished a degree or anything else. Um, so I've got nothing fancy going on here. 
I am just a South Tacoma girl. That is the best person for the job. I, I feel I like I'm... education gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm a very informed person. I like uh, to absorb knowledge, but uh, like I've got no proof of it. But The proof of it is in how you live. There you go. The proof of it is how you live and, and what you want to see for other people. Like that's To me, that means more than any certificate that can sit on the wall and say, Courtney Love graduated from Harvard with honors. So? Yeah. You can graduate from Harvard with honors and be a dick. And I, I would really be like, so fuck your degree. I can't stand you. Derek Kilmer, our congressional district representative here, he graduated from Oxford and Princeton, like Oxford of you know, Oxford School of something and Princeton School of Economics or something like that, right? Like it's all on his Wikipedia page. And then he went to work for the McKinsey, McKinsey and Company, which is like this kind of right wing think like, policy writers. And I'm not impressed with anything I hear about the culture of the company or the outcome of their policy. Like, yuck. And we keep voting him in. And so he's an overeducated, looks good on paper dude who likes to talk about his daughters and his grandma on the campaign trail. Really folksy. People love him. Old ladies think he's adorbs. Tall redhead dude-ish, blonde. I don't know. I can't tell. But, and I have met him. I have met him. Really? Yes. As soon as you said red, I was like, wait, I've met him before. I don't know, it was reddish blonde. Yeah. Know, yeah. I was like, wait, because I remember him saying that he was a politician of some sort, and I was just like, yeah. I, the problem was, at the moment when I met him, I was actually in the midst of something else. So it was kind of like, hey, yeah, I'm Southern Panther, nice to meet you. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I, I just remember him saying Derek. And then da 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 da, and I'm, mm-hmm. da, da, I was like, okay, cool. But it, like this person's talking to me, that person's talking mm-hmm. to me. In the back of my head, there's this beat playing I've been listening to all day, and I'm like, oh. yeah. So talk, you go that way. Yeah. So what were you saying again? Okay, and you? All right, cool. Now I'm about yeah. to go. I gotta go write this song. Leave me alone. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I would love to have a sit. I would love to have him here. So. I'd love to bring him here. Cointel? Is that what you call Co- yeah. Okay, Cointelpro. Um, they broke up the Panthers. Panthers? Panthers. <laughs> like, yeah, don't let the way I spell my name mess yeah. it up for you. I'm like, <laughs> like, sitting next to you got me all like messed up. My words are broken. And then um, they, and then gangs. And, so you got to use the white man's tools, and that's the Democratic Party. Absolutely. Back and in politics, we have a visitor. A mystery visitor. Hold on. I don't really sugarcoat a whole lot. I mean, like, and like, cats, like, you don't do no editing of the podcast. I was like, no. Whatever happens while we're recording is what happened. I don't feel the need to. to I like, dodged the squeaky chair in the future. It was squeaky earlier. Oh yeah. You'll probably hear it later. <laughs> when you have headphones on. Oh yeah, it'd be like. Ooh, the chair is ridiculous. <laughs> this okay. is not a good headphones podcast. This one. Oh yeah. With me coughing and your squeaky chair. Oh no, nah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome because you know the, the funny thing is what I'll do is I'll take it and I like take the sound effects, I'll isolate the sound effects in the background and then pan it from one side to the other, so then it's like the cough is going. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, that'll <laughs> and be funny. Like, <laughs> Can't and wait. people just drive go crazy. Like I know because yeah. I know they're probably hella high while they're listening to it. So. But but <laughs> so we were talking about though using the Democratic Party. Um, so when all the black men obviously had a problem with the gun proposed gun law, right. I stood, I voted in solidarity with it. I mean, I had my own questions about it, but I felt like, good, like, okay, I'm not the only one who has concern about how this can be abused. Right. And I felt like the crowd that was speaking up was like the right crowd I wanted to be standing with. And we need more. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely would like that list because I would like not only myself, but there are other people who I know who uh, yeah. who kind of want to get in the mix and they just don't know how. So, then, I'm like, yeah. Like I said, the DSA crowd is the cool crowd. Like, I, there's two people who are like int, int, int DJs. Yeah, I, 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 and then EDM music? Uh, nah, they're, o- like, they're older than that. They're older than that. But no, DJs. And yeah, and they. She's yeah. a little bit older than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're grown ups. Um, so, um, but they, uh, so, uh, and one used to promote shows and stuff like that, and, uh, they actually, like, know each other by reputation, but they hadn't really connected, and I got to watch them connect, like, are you the Jason that, and he's like, yeah, and you're the Devin, and I'm like, oh, this is fun, and I'm Courtney Love, right in the middle, hey. (laughs) Oh, man. So, um, but, so there's already cool people there. Okay. Not just me. Well, I mean, you know. That would be pretty, you know. And speaking of cool, uh, for those of y'all listening, Crown Chronicles is out now mm. on Spotify, and the only place it's not at is on Apple Music because iTunes hates me for some reason. And um, it's on my Bandcamp page, and I also have physical CDs. So if you see me in Tacoma, you see me in Seattle, you see me in Olympia, you see me in Portland, wherever, holler at me. I probably got one on. But um, so where can they find you on social media, Courtney? Um, I think uh, Twitter is at. Quirkus Love, Q U E. Yeah, you were really hard to find on there. That was weird. You found me on Twitter? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah Quirkus Love. It's uh, the Latin. Quirkus is the Latin name for oaks, oak tree. Okay. And Q U E R C U S, I believe. Quirkus and love. Um, and but then my um, the so that's the at. But it's I think it's Courtney and Love or something. I think, but or Courtney Love, but I often go by Courtney and Love, and if I say it nice, it's cute. Courtney and Love. <laughs> um, that's so cute. Aww. And um, yeah, and, uh, and then on Facebook, they won't let you have a famous person's name. They won't. No. No. So I am Courtney Anderson, S O N, hyphen Love. Also a little hard to find, but uh, I hang out on Facebook a lot and. The Washington Bernie Kratz Coalition, also uh, Our Revolution Pierce County, yes. and so if you're local, I really, OR Pierce County is the place to be, uh, to get to me. <laughs> hey, put that to some beat. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, and I like yeah. I like your Instagram name. Oh yeah, C dot love dot everywhere. Yes, C love I like everywhere. that one. Yes, I like that one. I was like, cause I had that. Uh, Oh, and if y'all listening, seven to Panther two five three, that's me. That's right. I restarted my page, so no, I don't have a lot of. If I followed you because I followed you before, and you didn't follow me back because you didn't think it was really me, it's really me. Quit being stupid. Anyway, um, I thank you so much for coming, Courtney. I I I, I have been looking forward to this, um, and I, I I definitely would like to get more uh, participants from uh, from old from our revolution from yeah. from uh, DSA, all of those people. I, I want to get them in because. <clears throat> of course, it started off musically uh, because I mean I'm a, I'm a hip hop artist, so mm-hmm. my hip hop friends were like, "Hey, I'll come talk to you." So right. yeah, and I know, saw I, politics, and I'm like, "Hey, me, me, exactly. me." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Okay." I said, "So we've done we've done good with starting off with the music part. It's yeah. time to kind of well, clean the other we way." We have um, currently we have a, a black mayor and one black city council person, but um, we have somewhat of uh, another uh, black man who's challenging our up for election black council member oh, wow. okay. he's politically he's kind of neutral he's not doing anything to piss me off and he's not doing anything to make me cheer him on so 
Um, this guy, uh, Combs is his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sean, no. That's Sean Chip. Combs, that's Diddy. No, that can't be. That's Diddy, hold yeah. up. <laughs> Sean might be his real name. I do, it, it's, uh, uh, but anyway. He's going to be up there and be like. <laughs> but Combs is, def- Combs is definitely his, I haven't met him yet, but I have friends who are excited about his run. But he's a small business owner, black business owner in Hilltop. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. He's not in our district for the city. So, but we can help support him and we can promote him if, he, if upon vetting, he qualifies for our endorsement. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Got to make sure. Um, but so there's a lot of stuff happening locally um, in politics and it's going to be exciting for nerds. <laughs> nerd up, people. Pussy up, nerd up. That's it. <laughs> so, I'm, um, a, I'm a low key nerd. Like, on a low. Like, I was all, they always thought I was one of the cool kids. I was like, y'all don't have any idea how much I read when I go. Like, I just I just look cool out here to y'all, <laughs> and I rap favorite, and I rap really good. Yeah, so some of my favorite rappers uh, have like degrees in English and poetry and stuff. So oh yeah, like, there's a, yeah. There's a, a large cross section of hip hop that is very very well educated, and mm-hmm. the, the difference is that when we people always seem to catch us talking to each other, so when we're talking to each other, we don't feel the need to be all politically correct. So we, you know, I may say some stuff talking to my homeboy, like I'm talking to real life. I may say some stuff. That might make a person feel like, oh, this is ignorant, da 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 da. And then in the back of my it's mind, kind of like I have like algebraic equations running and all this other yeah. crazy stuff. I'm like, bro, do you realize I passed calculus in college without a calculator? Did you <laughs> <Yeah>. know that? <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. It's called like, code yeah. switching, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good, man. I'm good. I'm a pretty smart guy. But like, yeah. and at the end of the day, um, you to me represent the antidote. Thank you. I, I think that's what I think that's the best way to put it because you are driven by your passions. You are from the city. You are, as you say, a little white girl, but you have ties and relations to across the, the racial and economic spectrum. So it's gonna take a combination of people like me, people like you, um, people like Gigi, people like Sarah Smith, people. Like, I mean, it's going to take a cross section of all of these people uh, in order to fix the problem. It can't all be fixed by one group of okay. people on either side. So, um, thank you so much for being thank you. here. Can I tell you, there's a market. I'm looking for artists to fill a certain market okay. slot. And uh, it's, um, I need artists who are going to sing about a living, you know, wage or uh, healthcare for all or the working class. And, um, I don't mind curse words too much. I don't want misogyny, and because like I want my daughter who's ten who likes a good beat. Right. Like th- this morning, she literally said, "I hope they play Gangsta's Paradise," as we were driving to school. Because she likes it. It's a good song. We we sing it together now, and um. I would love to do that. Oh my goodness. It's adorbs. <laughs> I love it. I I do the verses and she does the chorus. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, eight forty-five in the car on the way to school, and then. Um, but what? But I want music that I can promote through my political groups. Right. And uh, and every now and again, I find pieces that I can and artists who I can. But I would love to like really push out local artists from my area, and um, so there's a market, right? Like you, not every song or piece of music has to reflect this to qualify for me to push that out. But if I can do the link to that song, the yeah, one that speaks to the issues, else, yeah. right? 
Um, there's a Money in Politics song that I have rap that I put out. Uh, not I put out, but I I reposted. Oh, I was about to say, wait, <laughs> you rapping that? Well, hold up. <laughs> again, in the mornings at 8.45 in the morning, in the car. Um, <laughs> but um, it was, it's, uh, there's a market for it because there's a whole bunch of nerds who like to uh, drop it like it's hot. Oh, yes. That's like, true. Uh, we, white people like to dance. To, to like music to with a beat too. We like to dance. Yes. Um, so um, and uh, there's a lot of forty year old women who grow up uh, listening to Sir Mix a lot. Baby got back, and we this embarrass ourselves in crowds to this song. So I just want new music to embarrass myself in crowds too, and I want it to be relevant to my passions. And so I need political music. Shameless plug on Crown Chronicles. Song number two is called Confrontation. I think you'll love it. Um, okay, I'll check. <laughs> um, so, what, so what do you what are you listen to music on? You like Spotify or um, iTunes? Or? Uh, I had Pandora until I filled my phone up so much I had to delete it to keep other functions working. Jeez, Louise. Okay. I know. I got a lot of stuff on that phone. <laughs> it's my Bible, and um, and my anxiety medication. It's six, seven, six. I think. Do you have? A, can you put an SD card? Uh, yeah. Which one was it? Oh, it was the five that you couldn't fit the SD card. That's right. I mean, I never opened it. I need to. You should definitely get an SD card if, you, might, if you have a space issue. I'm not a tech you nerd. I'm a, I'm a different I'm kind a of di- nerd. I'm, I'm definitely the tech nerd. So, I, I, okay, yeah, good. you should definitely get an SD card and we'll, we'll save yourself some space on that thing. Thank like, you. Oh, my God. Yeah, your phone will start running all slow. <laughs> You'll be talking to people that sound like Transformers and shit. Like, you yes. don't want that to happen. But, so, but um, yeah, it, I don't know. Um, oh, so where do I get my music? Um. I, YouTube, I, radio, I'm still old school. You still listen to the radio? Yeah. Jeez. But it keeps me, uh, like, I, one, it keeps me jumping genres. Right. Keeps it fresh. It keeps me up on new stuff without me having to put a lot of effort to get to the new stuff. Oh. And I am passionate about like all genres of music, even the ones that I, where it's not, those aren't my favorites or it's not like automatic, like, oh, that comes out and I'm going to automatically love it. No, uh, like country music is probably where it's like the spottiest. It's like old country music, um, like pre, like the 40s, 50s, 60s, up to into the 70s. And, and then there was a small part in like the early 90s that had some like Dwight Yoakam I mean not that he's my fave or anything but like that wasn't bad um but um but so much of like the newer country it I heard this podcast where they just they took like seven songs and it was all the same beat all the same like like and they just changed the lyrics basically and I was like this is embarrassing for music yeah absolutely so um and and there is trap that I really enjoy, but it's probably my least fave. Um, oh yeah. And, and then there's and then there's multiple artists who kind of sound the same. Oh yes. Where I'm not used to that in rap, where I don't feel like there's a lot of rap artists like you don't get East Coast and West Coast and say, oh they sound the same, right? Exactly. But now it's kind of like it doesn't matter where they're from. It's just kind of. It seems like they yeah, so so it's not that I don't like it and won't listen to it. It's like I'm not trying to learn their names. So I don't want I don't want to. Be, I, I know we we've had the conversation before when we were still like listening to the radio on a regular basis. Rod 
riding down the highway and it was like it seems like I've been listening to the same song for 45 minutes mm. and in all actuality it's been totally different songs by totally different people but they just all sound the same um, what they're talking about is the same the way that they're saying it is the same and I'm like geez Louise and anybody it, like the whole concept of originality has been lost and I, and I feel like it's the same thing and, and that's another reason why I'm trying to bring hip hop and politics together because politics is becoming the same thing the Democrats and the Republicans at the top are the exact same thing right. they're the same they they fight with each other to keep us entertained yeah but they're the same thing <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's, just, it's the same ball game regardless one of the things I like to point out is that voters agree on a lot of stuff oh yeah like it doesn't matter if that your neighbor identifies as a Republican and you as a Democrat or however, it doesn't matter because when you go start talking to that person, they have the same needs you do because we're oh, yeah. working class. We all need health care. We all need food and housing and education. We have the same needs. Uh, there's intersectionality where there are gaps and, and et cetera, you know, nuances. But right. if, if our elected officials actually voted in alignment with it, we would get so much done oh, yeah. because the voters agree. Oh, yeah. But our elected officials, the corrupting, power of money and politics their donors pay them to disagree with each other and cock block decent progressive populist policy Real talk. so I, I 110% agree oh my goodness I got a little Man, well, listen, y'all know where to find her on social media. You know where to find me on social media. You know to hop on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever else you listen to podcasts for Panther Politics. I thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you to my guest, Courtney Love. Most definitely, shout out to all of the uh, all of the working class out there, all of the people out there striving to make it, all of the politicians who still believe in the people. Uh, we, we still ride with y'all. So, y'all stay tuned in. More hotness coming. More hotness on the way. I still haven't figured out how to end this either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost forgot. Uh, today's the first first one I'm doing. So today's uh, Panther Pick of the Week uh, is a record from a guy that I've known for a really, really long time. Um, and he's an, an exceptional artist. Um, I don't think his music is going to fall into the uh, category that you're speaking of. but um, Hashtag goals. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're working on it. I'm, I'm working right. on him. You know, he's a little out there. Uh, I need a token <laughs> political track on every album from now on. Hey, hey, Medic, you heard that? Token political track on every album from now on. So the, to, uh, our Panther Pick of the Week is going to be from my man Medic called Watch Him Fall. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next time on Panther Politics. Peace. Peace.